Hi, Rush Bishwanak. I've got so much to say, but such little time. My name is John Watt, and I'm one of the COVID vaccine injured in this country. I want you to look into my eyes, Rush Bishwanak, and I want you to look at the pain, the trauma, and the regret I have in my eyes. We have been left with no help at all. Not only am I in here that's vaccine injured, there's another man over there whose life's been ruined by that COVID-19 vaccine. I know people who have lost legs, amputations. I know people with heart conditions like myself, Rishi Sunak. Why have I had to set up a support group in Scotland to look after the people that have been affected by that COVID-19 vaccine? Why are the people who are in charge, who told us all to do the right thing, have left us all to rot and left me and the thousands and the tens of thousands in this country to rot? Rishi Sunak, look me in the eye. When are you going to start to do the right thing? The vaccine damage payment scheme is not fit for purpose. In Scotland right now, according to the yellow card system, there are over 30,000 people that have had an adverse reaction to that vaccine. And okay. deaths. J John, thank you very much indeed for your question. You've for you to start doing the right thing, Mr. Rishi yeah. Sunak. Cut the mic. Cut the mic. Look at that guy's face. You've made a really strong point, John. Prime Minister. Look at him, look at him. Very sorry to hear about uh, very, very your sorry. personal circumstances, your and you said so someone sorry. over here so sorry. also seems to have suffered by the similar uh, by a similar thing. Look at him working now, the crowd. I, working I don't know the, about the individual situation that you're in. And I don't know. Well, I don't. Know. I don't, I don't know. Okay. We are silenced. We are the most silenced people in this country. We're silenced right. in the press because my story in the press. Okay. I had to go right. to the government for comment, but, and they made them forgive, take all the stuff out. Forgive, forgive me. Said. Forgive me both. I know. I'm happy. We, we, yeah, cut, cut the mics. No, no, no one. No, okay. John, no one. No one is saying. No one. Oh, yeah. Okay. No I've lost my house, uh, my wife, and a successful career. And sir, you raised some very valid points. I'm sure. What I've got to say is. And though, so you, you've raised some points. We're moving on. Thank you. Let's let Rashi Sunak try to. Do you see the way he drinks from the water bottle in the beginning? I'll, I'll, I'll get to like. Hmm. I'm, I'm a, a, a filthy, grubby politician, is what he is. We haven't got you on microphone, and as you know, we've got to get through this. I'm sure we can we can raise your points with the Prime Minister at a later yeah. date. But in the meantime, Prime Minister, if you yeah, no, cover the I'm, issue... I'm, I'm very happy to. Very so happy there, to. There is a wrong way vaccine to compensation scheme that's in place, as you... A vaccine compensation scheme might, might be the accurate way of describing it, Rashi. We've, we've got it in Canada, too alluded to in the NHS. Obviously, everyone individually will work through their cases. It's difficult for me to comment on anyone's individual case. I'm sure you'll appreciate that. I'm very happy to go and look at the cases, and I'm sure... Very happy to go look at your cases. Rashi, you, you might want to use a different phraseology there. You'll get them to Just the me. team here. I mean, I, I'm very saddened and shocked to hear that you've been silenced by anybody. Oh, that shocked. is surprising to me. So please do get your details to Stephen and the team. And I will have to... Oh, by the way, for everyone who's been suppressed and censored on social media, all you have to do is get involved, is get invited or get into a town hall and speak directly to the... with a effing guy's position as premier or whatever, prime minister, Rashi Sunak. All you have to do, people, after you've been, you know suppressed and, and silenced on social media after you've had your vaccine injury claims rejected or whatever or you get you know pit, piddly squat from uh from, a, from a, all you have to do then is speak directly to him and then get your digits to his to his personnel then they'll look at you that's we all you have that to do. away of course you should be able to speak about your experience what's happened to you and as i said we have a compensation i'm sorry this guy's name is are you unaware of the twitter files 
where they were suppressing individual stories for fear that it might promote vaccine hesitancy. You don't, you don't, you didn't know about that. Oh, I'm sorry. And and your, what's your position again? Scheme in place for that, and I'll make sure that we're working through that. Obviously, I think you'll appreciate it's hard for me to comment on your specific circumstances, just not knowing them and those things. Uh, Prime Minister, our viewers and listeners will be able to. I think look, the, la the last thing I'd say is, uh, you know, we went through a pandemic like everyone else. No, like everyone else. At the yeah. points when it came to the vaccine, those decisions were always taken on the basis of medical advice from our medical experts. We were just following orders, you see. We don't say it with a German accent anymore. Times have changed. We now say it with a British accent. We were just following orders from the medical experts. To tell us as politicians, who are obviously not doctors, about how best to roll out the vaccine, mm -hmm. what was in the public health mm -hmm. interest, the priority order, how that should be done, who should be eligible. That was something that the doctors recommended on, and that's something that we followed. Now, obviously, he, if there he are individual he literally circumstances just said it. which have It's an amazing out, thing, by the way. Viva just following orders. Yeah, oh, no, no, you can't say that. Don't compare anything to that, that blip of a historical anom anomaly known as World War II. People are just following orders. Oh no, it's much, more, it's much more different, you see. The history doesn't repeat, but it tends to rhyme. And so now you have Rishi Sunak, the Prime Minister of England. Oh, well, they told us what to do, you see. And then we did it. So when they told us that the Jews were vermin and uh, disease carriers and we had to quarantine them, you see, we were just following orders. Oh my goodness. I mean, this is, what's an amazing thing is I didn't actually think it could get much more damning after the guy asked his question. And then Rishi Sunak opened his, his, his beautiful, beautiful mouth. Gosh, it's like, it's just amazing if you say it with a British accent. It's very sympathetic, yes. It's almost like you did not just uh, commit atrocities. Uh, what's that? Uh, we, the, we were listening to the experts who we immunized, uh, uh, the experts that were paying us. Oh yes, we, uh, we, we listened to them as we told you what to do uh, and threatened uh, cutting off your livelihood and uh, locking you in your home if you didn't. We listened to what they told us to do after we immunized them, and now we know that they lied to us. Um, but sorry, so sorry, sir. Please give us your numbers and we'll, uh, we'll go and check out your heart later on. Yes, yes, yes. A lot of chat that I want to bring up here. Not the, hey, Viva, hey, potato. No, I want to bring this one up. Liberalism is a mental illness. It's an amazing thing. I I've seen people become lefty, liberal as they get older, and I don't know how to qualify it as anything else other than maybe not a mental illness, but diagnostic uh, determinative traits that are very common, if not um, ubiquitous, is that not the right word? Common thread through all. They begin to take themselves very seriously, you see, and they think that they're smarter than everyone for merely following the people who they have deemed to be smarter than everyone. They lose their sense of humor, they lose their introspection, they lose their self-reflection and insight, and they become absolute bloody tyrants, I tell you. Oh, my goodness. We were all going through a pandemic, you see. And so what you do in a pandemic is um, you experiment on humans. I mean, that's, that was the lesson that we learned from, from, from Nazi Germany, right? That, that was the lesson from the Nuremberg Code. Well, when you're in a time of crisis, made or man-made, you experiment on humans. Oh, I'm sorry. You see, I was just doing what Dr. Mengele told me. Oh, you're not supposed to do vivisections on live pregnant women? Oh, I'm so sorry. I was just doing what the emperor of Japan was telling me to do. This is real stuff, by the way. Oh, what's that? Uh, you're not supposed to kill all of your test subjects while administering drugs to them as Bayer did with, with uh, Holocaust uh, women? Oh, I'm sorry. I was, we were just doing what the experts told us to do. Don't blame me. Blame them. 
All right, so we're doing the Sunday show on a Monday, people. If I look, I'm, look, I'm looking at myself, this, this bag under my eye here, might be the harsh lighting. If I look tired, it's because I'm tired. My wife has not left me forever, but she's left me. She went back to Montreal for a week, and she's coming back uh, very shortly. Parenting, I've said it before, I'll say it every time she leaves. Parenting is a two-person job. I don't know how single parents manage. Uh, career, kids, all of that stuff, pets, and sanity. Um, and it's, it's, it's like, I'm a professional chauffeur. I drive people around all day long. Yesterday, I had to wake up at 5.30 in the morning, drive one kid somewhere, come back, drive another kid somewhere, but then you can't leave one kid alone, so you got to take the kids with you. Then you got to go to Target, buy a bunch of Nerf dart guns, and they're amazing, by the way. And it's, it's, it's wild. And then you got to try to be productive. And then if you can't be productive, then you feel bad that you're not being productive. If you don't get your exercise in, then you start feeling bad about yourself physically. It's a wild, it's a wild thing. It's, it's, um, parenting is a two-person two job. Can't say a two-man <laughs> Not to get so all that to say, if I look stressed and tired, I probably am. But yesterday, I can't show the video here because my own content will get copy claimed by the vi the video licensing agency that's licensing the video. I went fishing yesterday, and I try to get the kid to come fishing. I say, "Come fishing with me, my boy. You want to go fishing? Who doesn't? If I wish I had a father who invited me fishing when I was a kid. No, we don't catch anything. I'm going to sit here. Okay, fine." I go fishing at a pond on another, another, another area. I cast once into the water. I catch a tilapia. I cast a second time into the water. I catch a big bass. I cast a third time into the water. And then I start recording. It's like, geez, I, I'm two for two. I'm going to start recording. What the heck is my problem? Fate is what it is because had anything in the day been different, I wouldn't have been there at that moment with my hook at that spot at that moment when I decided to record the third fish. And I hook into something, and I reel it in, and I caught a fishing rod. I swear to you people, I'm not joking. Uh, I'll send you all the links. I caught a flipping fishing rod. Okay, okay. So, and like, it's an amazing thing. Had the kid come with me, it wouldn't have happened. Had I not driven everyone at that specific point of the, it wouldn't have happened. Um, I caught a fishing rod. I'll give everybody the link. Actually, I, I, no one's going to believe me if I don't get the link right now. Hold on. Rumble. Yeah, you're, you're all going to want to go watch that. Uh, the most mind-blowing thing ever. Here we go. Here we go. Boom shakalaka, people. And, and the tilapia was good. I mean, it was, it was one of those disgusting retaining ponds. I'm, I mean, I'm not eating that crap in a million years unless, you know, the zombie apocalypse comes. If, if the shit hits the fan in the world, I'll be able to hunt iguana. I'll be able to hunt and fish and, you know, get all the stuff. I'll be able to survive. Uh, yeah, but I caught a fishing rod. All right, so when, until Barnes gets here, by the way, um, we're having an amazing show tonight. It's just, there's so much to keep up with. Oh, by the way, all that, you know, I'm so busy because my wife is out of town, feel sorry for me. It's only because I didn't do all of my homework. <laughs> so it was sort of like the dog ate my homework, except it's my wife is gone. It's, I, I couldn't do all my reading, Robert. I did, I think I did everything though, so we'll see. Um, I was about to say something. Let me see, just because I'm, I'm, I'm painfully, cripplingly neurotic, this stream contains a paid promotion because it does. And by the way, it's a new sponsor and it's a, oh, it's okay. I'll show you what the grains look like. And then I'm going to get into the spiel. Look at this. The it's, it is everything about it is magnificent. The smell, 
the branding, the packaging, but above all else, the taste. Hold on a second, I gotta share the screen. 1775, by the way, they've gotten around, you know, the, uh, if you say 1776, like Vivek was doing during his, uh, his, um, his run, you know, that, 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 hey, Owen Schroyer went to jail for saying 1776, I'm joking. But this is the year before 1776, and it's coffee, and it's damn good. On a scale of one to 10, how much do you hate shitty coffee? They let me swear, they let me swear for this one. I hate shitty coffee. I mean, like, like with such a passion, when I drove my kids somewhere yesterday, I had to drink Starbucks coffee. I hate it. This morning, I ground up the coffee and I made 1775. And it's like, I'm like, before 1776, it's like, I see into the future. I hate it. And this is why I'm excited to introduce you guys to a company revolting against shitty coffee, 1775 Company. And by the way, I'll show you, it says exclusive partnership with Rumble. In 1775, the world was awakened to a new era, and now 1775 Coffee is bringing you a coffee that embodies the revolutionary spirit. Crafted with passion and precision, our beans are ethically and exclusively sourced from the finest farms in Bolivia. Geographically, I'm gonna see if I can drive to Bolivia. I think I can. 1775, it's a farm to cup journey. Ensures the highest quality, authenticity, sustainability from start to finish. With each sip, it's strong coffee, by the way. If it's not like that, it's not tea water. It's strong, bold, robust, much like me. 1770 takes pr 1775 takes pride in offering customers truly exceptional coffee experience, premium coffee collection, uh, but their dedication to this revolution extends beyond the realm of taste. Safeguarding freedom of speech is a critical right now, which is why they've joined specifically with Rumble in defense of one of our most fundamental rights. We're gonna get to the other one, Second Amendment, which is under attack in Hawaii. Freedom of speech, coffee that's sure to awaken all senses, including the sense of freedom. Go to 1776.com forward slash Viva. Mm. Promo code Viva for 10% off your first order at checkout. It's delicious, period. That's it. Like, hands down. Um, and there was something else I was going to show you about it. Yeah, it's amazing. Okay, uh, that's it. Thank my sponsor. The link is in the pinned comments. So go check it out. And the things, it, it, look, everybody hates shitty coffee, period. I, I hate shitty coffee so much. I remember to this day, if I ask my wife, she'll remember it. The worst cup of coffee we ever had. I can't call her right now, she's busy. It was in Newfoundland. It, it, it was like someone put out a cigarette in a cup of warm tea water. This stuff, mm, this will put hair on your chest, which I don't have. Okay, um, pinned, uh, pinned comment in the chat is the Rumble link. You all know the rules. We start on YouTube, Rumble, and vivabarnslaw.locals.com, which I should have made sure we're good on. Oh, we good. We're good on, on vivabarnslaw.locals.com. We're good on Rumble. We are. Uh, these things here that you see called Super Chats or Crumble Rants on Crumble. YouTube takes 30% of that. The best way to support what Robert and I do, if you want to, is vivabarnslaw.locals.com. 10 bucks a month or 100 bucks a year. Um, and you get a ton of exclusive stuff. We're going to talk about Barnes's hush hush on Taylor Swift. Because if he bet according to his hush hush, he would have made some money on the Super Bowl. We'll see what happened. I don't know how it went. I caught... Dude, I'm, what is that? Come on, Jake, Jeremiah, get out of here. I took your med... <laughs> okay, look, these are both jokes. <laughs> I never give medical advice. Uh, I don't, I'm not, you can't catch chlamydia from a fish. Uh, all that to say, thank you for those two wonderfully hilarious comments. And while we're on the topic of uh, streams, I don't, I'm not, hold on, put me on pause there. King of the Bill Tong says, I am the Bill Tong guy from the quartering. Mind if I drop a rant for Bill Tong on your channel? I don't want to infringe on your channel if you have an issue. Dude, first of all, I can't control who super chats. Biltong, do it. 
And by the way, I'm going to taste that. I had biltong. Bring it on with the biltong. That rhymes. Occupant 42, I know. Okay, let me see. You wouldn't believe the size of the fishing rod that got away. It was this big. And then we go, that's from uh, Occupant 42. And Mac Grendel. David, you and Robert and many others in the alternative media world are doing heroic work, bringing important information forward that inconveniences the powerful has risk. Oh, bringing forth information forward that inconveniences the powerful has risk. A small token of thanks. Thank you very much. Um, and speaking of which, before I bring in the bar, and speaking of like, it's just information that they don't want you to hear. Hold on, where's today's vlog? I, I don't care that I'm being um, clearly throttled on YouTube. So go watch it on Rumble. Just to give you a little, a little, uh, to whet your appetite. I wonder why they wouldn't want John Podesta to be compelled to be submitted to Senate confirmation hearings. That's me. That's, I know that guy. I had dinner with him last night. He's amazing. Um, and I just want to get to the Steve one part Fry, of- former Montreal litigator turned- We're going to talk about this tonight, but I want to just get to the one part, uh, and it's right about here. Here, just, just this, this part right here that I'm going to bring in the barns and we're going to bring on the party. Right, jeez, Louise, how long is that clip? Here we go. Listen to this, people. The lawmakers either ignored or declined to comment when contacted by Fox News Digital. Now, in his... Didn't know what they had, what here, they here, didn't here, have. I knew that they, they had... Come on. But one email in particular... One email. Alrighty, people, you all remember this thing called Pizzagate. It was a hoax. Total right? hoax. It was a totally fake thing. Don't and, talk about uh, it. I must say, YouTube, if you're watching, Pizzagate was a hoax. I do not believe it. I do not think that there was any sort of clandestine basement operation child trafficking ring out of Comet Pizza. I do have one question, however. What the hell is this email about, John Podesta? This is an actual email an actual to email. John Podesta. You've all seen with it. A response but from let's just him. see it one it's more time before Sandler we Foundation. ease into this is the, the email. subject of the night. This was his response. And you asked me, I don't know what they were talking about in there. But what the hell were they talking about in that email? Hi, John. The realtor found a handkerchief in brackets. I think it has a map that seems pizza related. Is it yours? <laughs> they can send it if you want. I know you're busy, so feel free not to respond if it's not yours or you don't want it. To which John Podesta responded, it's mine, but not worth worrying about. What in the name of sweet holy hell is going on in that email? I'm sure they're just talking about a handkerchief with a map on it. That seems to be pizza related. Just makes <laughs> makes total sense, everybody. And if you ask a question, you're an idiot. All right, Barnes is in the house. Uh, I think I've done all the, um, I've done everything. I, there were some other clips that, I'll, that I was gonna intro with. I'll, I'll do them tomorrow. Uh, let us get this show on the road, shall we? Barnes, sir, how goes the battle? Mm, good, good. Um, I'm gonna ask the question. I'm gonna go check the audio as you answer it. Are you pissed off about last night? Well, you know, the uh, if people are wondering whether the NFL is rigged uh, or scripted, uh, the answer, there's a lot of evidence that the answer is yes. Uh, I mean, pretty much there were people who are pushing this, at, well, I, you know, conspiracy theory from the beginning of the year, as soon as, you know, uh, Taylor Swift showed up. They said, here's what's going to happen. You know, Kansas City will go on a magical run in this uh, to the Super Bowl, will magically win the Super Bowl. The uh, Taylor Swift will be featured in all the big games. The ratings will skyrocket. Pfizer will get its person, Travis Kelsey, boosted. Uh, Joe Biden will get his campaign boosted. And they're going to use a sport that's popular in middle America with a team that's popular in middle America uh, to infiltrate their ulterior agenda. I mean, Taylor Swift had people in her box that were flashing satanic signs. <laughs> well, they, I mean, Robert, you, know, I mean, you couldn't make the. I mean, it was as, as it, it kept getting crazier and crazier and crazier. And then in the fourth quarter of the game, 
Kansas City just basically held the entire game, uh, especially the entire fourth quarter. They were getting killed, their offensive line. Magically, no penalties called on them. On the other hand, the only holding calls in the entire game on any offense are called on San Francisco at key junctures in the fourth quarter. So the uh, now they had a lot of other luck going for them uh, as well. I don't know whether they did a deal with the devil in Vegas or not, but the lady luck was surely on their side. But, yeah, I mean, for those people that went in saying, hey, it's going to be rigged, the refs are going to rule and, you know, are going to, you're going to find key calls at key times disproportionately favor Kansas city again for the third straight time in the playoffs. Uh, and then at the end, you have the commissioner of the NFL, Roger Goodell chatting it up with Taylor Swift. So, you know, the, uh, it, it, it does look like the NBA has had this problem for a while where the league started manipulating games with during the Michael Jordan era and continuing to favor certain celebrities in order to boost its ratings in middle America and, and with the normies. And a lot of your purists, your old school fans quit watching basketball because it became a, uh, not only a later a politicized sport, but a rigged sport. Uh, so much so that an, an NBA official got run out of the league and criminally prosecuted simply because he tipped off gamblers about how rigged the game was. Uh, it wasn't being rigged by him. It was being rigged by the, the league. The uh, so it's uh, yeah, I mean, it, it it is sad to see. I mean, I, I still like the American football sport. I know it's not everybody's cup of tea. Uh, the Super Bowl is a great American tradition historically and uh, one of the greatest sporting events watched annually around the world. And it's uh, you know, while it was a great game from a dramatic perspective, entertainment perspective. Uh, the it was Team Jesus against Team Soros, and Team Soros won. And it didn't didn't seem like everything was on the up and up in terms of the league. I'll bring this up because Robert Thompson asked. I, you know, I don't believe it could be rigged, uh, and there be no leaks of the. Well, they were like kind of blatant about. It. I explained in my hush hush at vivabarneslaw.locals.com put up last week about the Taylor Swift uh, theory. I mean, the NFL put referees in that had a history of favoring Kansas City, and they kept doing it. I mean, in the even the super and then the Super Bowl officials, how is it? Because the last time Kansas City beat uh, San Francisco in the Super Bowl about four or five years ago, they also the refs missed a bunch of holding calls by the Kansas City offensive line, and then they do it again, and then and then, but it's not like they weren't willing to call holding because they called it on San Francisco. Uh, so it's like, uh, I mean, people can watch the tape for themselves. I mean, they were tackling people. I mean, the line was just tackling players. And the refs were like, what? We don't see anything, huh? What? And, and people have to appreciate, like, the rigging, it's not like WEF setting it up. It's that you're dealing with two teams, which, by and large, all things being equal, are going to be competitive every single time. And it's yep. these small things that can help sway oh, yeah. it in one direction or the other. And throughout the year, put it this way, when Kansas City was not being nationally televised, because of this personnel problem they had and their style of play, they were they got four more penalties called on them than their opponent. Suddenly, when they get on national TV in the playoffs, they never get more penalties called on them. That's <laughs> some the I mean, there is a predictive way you can measure rigging, and it's generally officiating. That's how it usually works. It's it's, it's officiating, and, and the officiating favored Kansas City now, uh, three games in a row. And I'll bring this up, Barnes. Do you think you vastly underplayed your hush hush based on last night's performance? May have. I mean uh, the the. <laughs> There were some, you know, the uh, people that bet they bet took Kansas City based on my hush hush. And the uh, San Francisco was the much better team. They had to be they had to be really unlucky to lose, and they were. 
even with the penalties, if it wasn't for fumble luck and special teams luck and uh, the an injury luck, I mean, literally everything that could go against them luck-wise did. That's why I said somebody did a deal with the devil over there. Maybe that's why that <laughs> Travers, you know, the uh, Kelsey's girlfriend there, Taylor Swift's people were flashing satanic signs up there. That it was some sort of deal, but oh, I don't think it was the one up there. They, yeah, I saw that. That's hilarious. I mean, I don't even know what the hell they're doing. But and, and I got a lot of friends that are Kansas City fans. I understand that's a great Middle American team, but the way this was promoted by the NFL doesn't quite feel right. It was. Uh, I didn't watch it after the first half. I watched it with my parents, and I had to take some kids a bunch of places. But as I'm going to pick up another kid, I'm just keep refreshing it. The last like 38 seconds, it's like, oh, they're up by three, up by three. Oh, boom, field goal, overtime. It was. Um, it was an exciting game from what I could see. Refreshing my phone, Robert. Yeah. Look at this, King of Bil- King of Biltong. Good afternoon from Anton's in Roanoke, Texas. I I was I was there. I think Roanoke. I think I'm gonna check that on the map. Free shipping for your Biltong with code Viva on www land of Biltong. And for my lisp lisp, it's land of b i l t o n g dot com and www Anton's USA A N T like Tango O N S like Sierra U sa.com looking for a healthier snack alternative get you some biltong and i'm gonna i'm doing it i'm doing it because i want to find something that's as good as beef jerky but not quite as salty what do we have on the menu tonight robert a lot of a lot of good stuff yeah yeah we do we got uh, uh amos miller update uh you got the big case you may have already talked about a big case in canada the uh trump on the ballot uh, at scotus trump immunity the dc circuit now going up to scotus uh, you know, uh, big Fannie Willis in a little bit of trouble in Georgia. Uh, the immigration bill that they tried to sneak in this past week. Tucker goes to Russia and talks to Vladimir Putin, uh, which produced some of the greatest memes uh, in interview history. Uh, Biden uh, gets covered up for all of his actual crimes that he accused Trump of committing. Hawaii says Second Amendment. What Second Amendment? Aloha, Second Amendment. The, the goodbye version of Aloha, not the hello. Uh, the, as you predicted, uh, the shooter mom convicted. Uh, what are her appellate chances? Uh, we've got uh, cops beating a guy up and claiming immunity. That uh, They didn't know that was a, there was anything illegal about that. Uh, to, over a bar tab, by the way. Uh, we got Gina Carano suing mm-hmm. Disney. Uh, that, that suit has a lot more legs than some people originally gave it credence for or some, assumed. Uh, we got the Michael Mann getting a $1 million D.C. verdict, proving once again the District of Columbia is a complete crock. And uh, if they're, if our Congress is ever serious, they need to get rid of the District of Columbia as an independent jurisdiction. So those are some of the big leading cases of the night. Got a few others we might uh, get to if uh, time avails. All right. Let's start with the Canadian one because I've been talking about it, but don't mind putting it on as much blast as possible. This is like Canada's January 6th political prisoners except our January 6th actually had only bouncy castles and hot tubs and no actual violence, regardless of who instigated it. Uh, these four men, uh, I'm going to miss up their names, is Jerry Morin, Jerry Morin and Chris Lysak, who just got out, but four men accused of conspiring to murder an RCMP police officer. It was the linchpin of declaring the Emergencies Act. Uh, it was the linchpin of the judge, the Commissioner Rouleau, who ratified Justin Trudeau's invocation of the Emergencies Act and look how violent it was. People were plotting to kill RCMP officers. They've been in, in, in remand for two plus years now. Um, the evidence is scant from what I understand. 
two of the four just struck a deal where one pleaded guilty to some un- totally innocuous firearm charge because uh, apparently he had a, 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 a gun that he had a license for in an area where he was not allowed to have it. And the other one pleaded guilty to trafficking firearms. And so the two get out. I said this is a total capitulation of the government, basically admitting they had no case to begin with for conspiracy to commit murder. Then a little bit of a, a, a hiccup comes out where the agreed stipulation of fact or the agreed statement of fact of one of the two defendants who pleaded, he pleaded guilty to trafficking. And the trafficking was for a criminal purpose to X and Y, who are presumably the other two defendants. And so the only question now is, did this one guy just buckle and give the Crown the fodder they need to pursue the other two on conspiracy to commit murder uh, by saying, yeah, I was trafficking them the firearms. I had no idea what they were going to do with it, but those two were going to do... To me, it's, if everything is falling apart in real time. I don't think the Crown wants to go to trial with it, um, but they might stubbornly go to trial and just hope they you know, eke something out. But Robert, you've got a lot more criminal prosecution, or I guess you've you got more criminal knowledge than I do. Uh, the, the, the dude who signs the statement of fact that says I was trafficking firearms for a uh, criminal purpose, did he, I mean, I don't know, is your impression that he might have just thrown the other two remaining defendants on, under the bus? I mean, if they're giving sweetheart deals to people, that tells me their case is crap. Is, is what it sounds like to me and something generic like criminal purpose that can mean anything that's that was my white pill spin it could just mean possessing it in Remember, an area Ruben where they're not allowed. King, they, they forfeited all his guns and it was in the unlawful purpose was that he didn't have a permit that, that there was no other unlawful purpose that they that was admitted and conceded by the government be one of the issues on appeal for the Reuben king case so the uh so yeah if it's if they had specifics, they would put in specifics. And I, I mean, the way the way it happened, the trial scheduled for springtime, and I don't think they want to go to trial. I think the trial is going to reveal more corruption than criminality, although it'll reveal criminality just from the government. Uh, so anyways, I'm keeping my fingers crossed. My prediction is the other two are going to get a deal and they're going to say, yeah, they were trafficking for a criminal purpose and they're going to leave it ambiguous so that they can say it might have been conspiracy to commit murder, but we pleaded down and they, you know, they, they agreed to time served. Uh, well, while we're on the subject and before we head over to, to Rumble, do you want to give the update on uh, Amos Miller while we're on the uh, Reuben King? Subject? Oh, we'll save that for a little bit later. Okay. Uh, well, we're still going to go over to, to Rumble now. Anyhow, people, uh, to start with the show. So hold on. The link is here. I'm going to give everybody the link one more time. Sorry, on YouTube. Let's see. The, the number just went down. Okay, good. Uh, come on over to Rumble for the rest of the show. Then we'll go over to Locals afterwards where we will... What do we, It's... It's ten bucks, Robert, or five. We get to all the tips pretty much anyhow. So come on over there. There was yeah, one more five dollar tip or more. We'll answer. Putin, twenty twenty four, president of Russia and America. That that joke will soon be illegal, both in Canada and America. All right, we are ending on YouTube. Go check out today's vlog after this stream is over, and uh, go check out me catching a fishing rod on Rumble. Rumble, here we come. Boom, Robert. What's first on the menu? Now. Oh, to the question of the chat, that book is American Statesman about Thomas Jefferson, the uh, written in 1893, uh, back when you had biographies written. You see how Americans used to read and write. I mean, the, the quality of the writing is so much better than anything you pick up today, uh, these days, it, it really. So the uh, so I, I like it as much for its, its well-crafted language uh as in the details it has about jefferson's life and background and it gives you a snapshot in time of american perception about a century after jefferson but more than a century ago from today so the uh the, but yeah the uh, we got 
Uh, you know, Trump. At, almost as uh, predicted. I mean, it, it said from the very beginning there was a real risk that rogue judges and prosecutors and lawyers would uh, try to exclude Trump from the ballot. That risk was clearly escalating uh, and accelerating over the past six months. But at the same time, identified that there was no legal basis for it. And that my view was the Supreme Court would put all that nonsense to end and that you might even get some liberal judges to buck it as well. An oral argument went exactly that direction as well, predicted, despite all these legal experts saying it was such a serious argument. And blah, 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 blah. Uh, but what's his face? Uh, uh, Lawrence Tribe. I mean, do these people eat crow fast enough with this crap? Um, now I've had a chance to listen to the oral arguments. I was listening to it while I was fishing. Uh, even Katanji KBJ or KJB, Katanji Brown Jackson. I mean, they were really grilling that lawyer. And, and I guess he was doing as, as well as he could, but... It, it was shit. I mean, it was such a shit. preposterous theory. He had a ludicrous theory that couldn't withstand any meaningful intellectual scrutiny. And that was the problem. I mean, the biggest problem was the one I did. And when, and when we talked about it early on, when I identified, I got a lot of blowback from even people so-called on the conservative side. I don't know what you're talking about. Yeah, clearly it applies to the president. I was like, no, it clearly doesn't apply to the president. It explicitly excludes him. The, the officers of the United States has never met president. You have to be an idiot. To, to, you have to be illiterate, a functional constitutional illiterate to think that. And yet so-called lawyers were on the right, were parading it around as if it was evident. And you have people no less. I mean, Gorsuch made it clear. He goes, an officer is someone appointed by and commissioned by the president. So by definition, he doesn't appoint and commission himself. So consequently, he can't really be an officer now, can he? I mean, even Jackson was like, "Why would they put hide the word president inside officer?" Put they put put they put electors, but not president. Yeah, she's well, like, it's kind of obvious what's going on here, isn't it? The, well, I, I mean, they all know. That's why. I mean, again, even half of Democratic judges who looked at this said this is a preposterous argument. It was the Ivy League crowd on the Colorado Supreme Court that bought and pushed this gibberish. And really, they made a mistake. They would have been better off pushing it until later to challenge things. But mm -hmm. they couldn't help themselves. They were so eager to use this as the premise and predicate to remove him from the ballot and deny Americans their opportunity and their, their choice uh, that uh, they, they pushed the Supreme Court to make an early ruling. And I, I predict it's going to be a very favorable ruling for Trump, hopefully on broad constitutional grounds that stops this from happening to anyone else in the future. And I think it's representative of uh, where these cases are going in general. I'm going to bring, I just, I'm just pulled up one, one article just by way of example. Uh, no, no easy exit ramp for SCOTUS after Colorado High Court disqualifies former president from, pri from primary ballot. Scholar says, let's just go down here. For months, conservative and liberal constitutional legal scholars around the country, including Michael J. Ludig, I don't know who he is. Uh, am I supposed he's, to the, he's the lunatic Federalist Society loving right, uh, uh, judge who said an American president can assassinate an American on American soil with no constitutional rights or liberties, who a bunch of the Federalist Society types wanted to put on the Supreme Court. He's batshit insane and a complete fraud. He's the phony who gave bad advice to uh, Pence as cover for not doing his job during the election contest. Let me go archive that just so that just so they can't um, just so they can't pretend they never said it afterwards. Lawrence Tribe, yeah, legal scholars. I don't have any doubts. I've been critical of Ludig for 30 years. 
So that, that's not new to me. It's just new to some people on the right that were asleep at the wheel. We're, we're not recognizing how dangerous this idiot was. Um, but the uh, that's who he is. But yes, yeah, you know, all the, the legal media, legal press, legal academy, legal scholars, law Twitter, uh, were a Twitter uh, with all these pronouncements and proclamations and predictions, and now they look like utter idiots. You could see them bumbling on CNBC, CNBC, CNN, MSNBC. No, MSNBC. They're, they're like, oh, oh. Oh, MSNBC is like it's like watching an alternate universe and even on like at least on CNN and other places they were angry but they understood C MSNBC it's like it's alternate reality it's alternate physical reality and alternate intellectual reality uh why is it taking longer than it should to render the decision or not at all my guess is Roberts wants to have a unanimous decision so the the key is the basis upon which they decide so it needs to be broad and robust I think it will be it probably won't be as broad as it could could be because Roberts will try to make sure there's a nine nothing decision and and whittle it down some in terms of the legal principle it could establish. But I think it will uh, it will put an end to the nonsense as to Trump. Um, but are they not going to do or, or at least if I'm predicting the liberal judges are going to try to do the same thing as the Colorado court and they'll issue their own decision and say in law. No. But it's but like but his behavior Kagan, was terrible. Kagan was like this goes nowhere. Jackson was like, this is really rather ludicrous. No, I mean, like, they're going to just try to find a way to say, to condemn how reprehensible uh, Trump's behavior was for political gain. I don't know. My guess is they'll want to put an end to it, so they'll just join a nine to nothing decision in all likelihood. Okay. Cool. I can't. I mean, I can't wait for it. I was. I. I listened to it, and I hate lawyers. I hate ninety nine percent of lawyers, and that guy pleading. Ugh. It was. I mean, he's 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 a he's a paid mercenary. He's a hired hired mercenary. He's doing the best that he can. It was listening to like like needles on the eardrum. It's uh, not stopping Democrats, by the way. They're currently trying to coordinate with the Federal Elections Commission to keep Robert Kennedy off the ballot by falsely accusing him of coordinating with his super PAC. Kennedy is so not coordinating with his super PAC that his super PAC ran an ad he didn't know they were running on the Super Bowl. The uh, which was the old early 1960s Kennedy for president ad 1960 Kennedy for president ad and he just substituted Bobby Kennedy and uh, some of his family complained about it uh, and Bobby Kennedy was generous in saying oh I'm sorry if you feel bad about it or anything didn't mean to insult you blah, blah, blah. Uh, but the allegation that he's coordinating with a super PAC is just utter garbage but it's their latest excuse to try to keep keep him off the ballot so they're they're going to continue to. Uh, uh, wage this lawfare until the Supreme Court puts a stop to it. And that's why the more the broader and stronger the ruling, the better. And there need to be more of it because we saw the nonsense on Trump immunity out of the D.C. circuit. It's, uh, it's Robert, now I, heading to SCOTUS. Uh, well, I mean, you make your predictions on that, but th this is the immunity claim where Trump was arguing that he can't be prosecuted for these, I'll say, alleged crimes, uh, if, if, if that because it would violate the double jeopardy clause because it would violate the separation of powers and I, you know i'm reading the decision a unanimous 3-0 decision from the dc court of appeal one my one question is oh, does it, another court that shouldn't exist my my one question is does it go to an en banc review but it's it's mental gymnastics they tried to deny that by forcing him to appeal to scotus right away uh, did he not do that? Trump did do that, right? Yeah, so. yeah. He, he filed it with the Supreme Court. Okay. But their their goal was to preclude him from having a stay of his case uh, while just a, uh, requesting on bonk. And that's where they gave themselves away. If you were trying to, oh, this is a serious, intellectual, thoughtful, public debate and dialogue, da, 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 then you, you don't try to uh, uh, rush the trial 
You don't try to deny him his en banc review rights. You don't try to deny him his right to a stay pending a Supreme Court petition under a regular time frame. The fact they tried to do so showed that they're a fraudulent court that is engaged in political hackery and quackery in the name of the law in order to get rid of their lead political opponent. And the fact that a Poppy Bush appointee was one of the three is no surprise at all. I mean, now parts of the ruling are just ludicrous. I mean, they try to create this difference between ministerial acts and discretionary acts, which make no sense. As Dershowitz himself pointed out, the Supreme Court has said judges have immunity, even when what they do is way beyond their legal authorities and powers and is something that's ministerial rather than discretionary. What happened, for example, was a, a, a father didn't like who his daughter was dating, went to his buddy, the judge. The judge issued a secret forced sterilization order. She was taken to the hospital believing it was a, uh, she had an appendix problem, went in, tied her tubes. She didn't know until years later when she's married and can't have kids, discovers it, sues the judge. And the Supreme Court of the United States said, absolutely, you have immunity in that instance. Prosecutors have falsified testimony, fabricated evidence, lied to judges and juries. They all have immunity civilly and criminally. And, and to specify, they lied and committed crimes in a way that defied their obligations, their duties. Yeah. Whereas, whereas Trump arguably had the authority to well, do exactly what he was purporting to do that he thinks so that he problem one is. How in the world do you give judges and prosecutors and cops and CIA agents and all these other people immunity in the executive branch, uh, but not the president of the United States, who has the best constitutional argument for immunity, namely that he would otherwise be, as Trump is now better articulating in the court of public opinion? He's like, look, if you don't give me immunity, every president's going to be hijacked by any random prosecutor anywhere in the country that you will never be able to do your job as a president. You can be blackmailed or extorted any time during your presidency. This is why it has to be interpreted in the plain language of the words, the way I have been arguing from the inception. But the second problem, as Dershowitz also said, uh, is that it's suggesting the president of the United States has no constitutional role whatsoever concerning the election to the presidency of the United States. I mean, that has got to be one of the most asinine, absurd claims ever. Remember, these are the same courts that said that Elizabeth Warren was acting within her job duties as a senator when she to go out and libel kids from Covington, Kentucky. The same courts that said that Sec Interior Secretary Howland was doing her discretionary duties and obligations when, as a congresswoman, she lied about kids from Covington, Kentucky. They have immunity. That's within their job duties. But the president talking about an election to the presidency can't ever be within his duties. This is a lying, fraudulent, fake, phony court. Every one of them should be impeached. They have violated their oath. And if our Congress ever gets off his rear and does its job, this is the ultimate proof. Get rid of the D.C. court because it's the District of Corruption, not the District of Columbia. What I found particularly 
gloriously outrageous was the distinction also for the double jeopardy, where they said Trump was already he was already impeached but acquitted on these very acts therefore double jeopardy has attached how do we get around that the acts that he's accused of having committed in the indictment were substantially different than the acts for which he was impeached but acquitted i mean explain that to me as a, as a as an idiot like that analysis would never work if it was a criminal case so the i mean it, the it, it there was because it was the same core uh, issues like for example Sometimes they'll allege conspiracy to defraud the government, a tax case or something like that. The, uh, and what they can't do is come back and say, well, we've got some new facts we're alleging as part of the conspiracy. Nope. If they're acquitted, end of story. You, you can't come in and say, oh, it's got to be a completely different, distinct criminal allegation. So their, their claim there, and that's why they don't cite any double jeopardy cases for the analogy. The, it's it, again. This was a court with a preordained conclusion, reverse engineering their decision. I mean, it was ba you knew it from the time of oral argument, where the judge asked one of the most asinine questions that all the legal analysts on the left have loved and all the Trump haters love, which is, could the president order SEAL Team Six to execute his political opponent? What do you think war is? War is sending people to kill your political opponent. What do you think Barack Obama did I was, I was when he issued say, the drone bombing of an American citizen who was, guess what? His political opponent. Biden has ordered the execution of people that are his political opponent. In fact, he's been trying to do it to people that are January 6th defendants as we speak. He's trying to do it to Donald Trump as we speak. So the the it was just using the legal system to accomplish that illicit objective. So that also was a ludicrous argument and claim. And the Supreme Court absolutely has to take this case and put an end to this. Uh, and what they should do is do a robust version of immunity that prevents this from ever reoccurring again. Uh, this is becoming a disgrace and an embarrassment. You have the joke in, of, of multiple Ridiculous cases out of New York. The Florida case continues to get exposed with Jack Smith begging the judge not to disclose all the bad things he's been doing uh, and not to unseal a bunch of things that will expose the degree to which there was a coordinated campaign to uh, basically try to entrap President Trump by the involving the National Archives, involving the FBI, involving Biden's Justice Department. And that's all coming out piece by piece by piece in the Florida case. Then you got the uh, Georgia case where the where where Big Fanny is now a judge today said we need an evidentiary hearing because this clearly constitutes conflicts of interest that warrant the, her disqualification. If these allegations are true and we all know the allegations are true, it turns out confession through projection works again. Where did Fanny get the idea? Where did Big Fanny get the idea of uh, of Rico? It's because she was busy making Rico well, crimes on a daily basis. It's even better than that. You saw the clip that recirculated of her talking about people in her office are not going to be having relationships with their underlings because taxpayers ain't going to pay for that. Oh, we're gonna. Oh, nobody's going to be ha you know having affairs with uh, people beneath them, and she literally did it. She literally engaged in the RICO. She got a judge now that comes out and says, you might very well be removed or disqualified. But the question is this, I, like I, maybe it's the same as with Jack Smith. If he gets disqualified, these charges are never gonna get brought up again. But 
Yeah. What good will it do if they disqualify her? The charges are still going to stand. The process is still going to be where well, it's at. Well, the question is whether another prosecutor is willing to, play, to to push these ludicrous charges. And there's, you know, the an ethical prosecutor doesn't pursue these cases. That's why they found unethical ones. That's why they even the Justice Department had to go way outside the Justice Department to find a Jack Smith, a deep state guy at The Hague, to come in and, and bring these ridiculous charges and be involved in such open over corruption. It's the very corrupt New York DA that's bringing that case. And it's the very corrupt Georgia case prosecutors bringing that case. Other, pro other politically corrupt prosecutors looked at but decided this was so risky to pursue. They looked at Arizona, looked at Nevada, looked at it in Michigan, looked at it in Pennsylvania. They're like, oh, I'm going to look like a laughing stock if I pursue this case. I'm going to I'm, I'm pursuing legal theories that are ridiculous. And so there was enough uh, dis, uh, uh, wisdom, even in those politically rogue prosecutors, to realize ah, this would be a bridge too far. That's why he needed the most corrupt actors to do it. And it's it, it, Governor Kemp in, uh, in Georgia continues to be embarrassed by his association and affiliation and his cover up of this rogue prosecution. This is another guy that's going to have a political dead man walking career. He can take all the little trips to Davos with the WEF crowd he wants from now. Uh, and him, he and Nikki Haley can go on a little who cares tour, uh, but has no more political future because of their complicity in this corruption. And, and what's being exposed is the scale of it, the severity of it, the seriousness of it. Um, Raffensperger is still the secretary of state of Georgia, right? Yeah, rapper. Ratfaceburger. So... Uh, is there any chance that enough political pressure or it becomes politically expedient or popular enough for him to actually do something? What would his authority or powers be as secretary of state? It's more the governor that has the authority to do something. Any okay. attorney general who's a joke in Georgia. Uh, it's getting wild. And Robert, I, I couldn't I don't know why it's getting so hard to find this clip uh, because I, I meant to play it a long time ago. <laughs> Duty. Absolutely. <laughs> All right. Sorry. We were talking about the duties before. Uh, so Georgia, it's going to hit the fan, right? Her 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 yep. subpoena is next is this coming week, isn't it? Yeah, and the evidence you're hearing is going to be held, oh. and this is not something that that withstands any scrutiny. And so, what they would be better off doing is, I mean, if she was smart, she'd get rid of all these cases, just dump them, just realize the the gig is up, time to move on, come up with some political no, she, cover story. She, she won't do that. No, no. I mean, she's she someone who's accustomed to abusing power. This is like your Kamala Harris types. We, we, we have another daughter of a communist, because that's her background, communist background, uh, that got into power thanks to George Soros. He, he, he helped put a bunch of these people in prosecutorial positions all across the nation in major cities. And, the, uh, and, and, and someone that lacks an, any kind of ethical barometer is used to committing whatever open, brazen crimes they want to commit with no consequence as long as they're on the deep state side on key issues such as Trump. Um, but, you know, and they assume the system will cover for them, that they're unaccustomed to consequence. You know, the, uh, the, the Baltimore prosecutor recently convicted because their crimes were so blatant and bold that, uh, that even they, uh, even her, that she couldn't completely finally get off forever. The, uh, but that's, that's the nature of who these people are, you know, and they go forward and they say, I'm a black woman. You can't second guess me. I get to do whatever I want. This is what identity politics breeds. Lack it, of it, accountability, lack it, of responsibility. 
you know, it, it, it breeds idiocracy in real time. And by the way, she can't get off forever. Well, she was getting off for a long time with Nathan. I think that getting off is over. No, but it, it's, it's what I really loathe in all of this is that it plays into a couple of very damaging stereotypes that you've got these rogue DAs in New York, Georgia. Um, where else am I thinking? I mean, to some extent out of, out of Colorado. And they're funded by Soros. And it's going gonna, it's gonna to, like, really confirm a lot of people's... Um, prejudicial stereotypes you look at what's happened in la you look what happened in san francisco you look at i mean the the people are just being rotated out Uh, you know the dangerous criminals walk uh while ordinary people uh, are facing you know like january 6th defendants multiple years in federal prison uh, or state jail as the case may be or or complete financial ruin like all the defendants in the dc cases and the georgia cases uh and anyone anywhere you know within an earshot of trump so the uh, uh, but yeah, these cases are, as Professor Jonathan Turley pointed out this week, increasingly falling apart. They're always legally weak. They're always factually fabricated. But now we're discovering the scale of the political corruption that produced them in the first instance. And the question is, do the does the judiciary have enough self-respect and concern for the appearance of integrity of the judiciary to stop it from becoming an embarrassment? of the judicial branch itself. Robert, I'm going to do two things here. One is uh, to say thank you to the uh, two chats that I see. They're the Rumble rants. We got Cheryl Gage says it was an exciting game and Arkansas crime attorney saying, my favorite part was the, this is going back to the Colorado, uh, the Supreme Court oral arguments. The Colorado, uh, the attorney for Colorado arguing, we are actually protecting the democratic process and the voters by removing Trump from the ballot. I actually laughed out loud. It's nothing but 1984 war is peace, uh, freedom is slavery, ignorance is strength. I got the order wrong. It's nothing shy of bastardizing language to that degree. But what I was going to ask here is a separate thing. Um, I think we've been, we've been at, th- I've been 399,300 subs on Rumble for a little while now. I don't care about numbers. I just like nice round ones. There are 10,000 people watching right now. Go hit that, that thumbs up thing. There's only 651 thumbs up. Subscribe. Just, I just want to see that number just round up and then I'll not mention it for another 100,000 followers. Uh, subs. Oh, you know, Chris Pavlovsky was uh, CEO of Rumble was out here in Vegas uh, for the Super Bowl. Oh. And I was like, hey, yeah, let's catch up. And he was uh, he's like, uh, yeah, I'm hanging out with Tom Brady. Can't catch him later. <laughs> he's too big for us. He's partying with the big players now. They're very busy. They're growing. They opened up a new office in D.C., a studio in D.C., which it looks beautiful, except for the fact that it's in freaking D.C. You got to get to that studio and go through the cesspool that is D.C. He's up and there was a, a power slap competition over the weekend. Man, I don't know how he does it, um, but he's doing it, and God bless him for doing it because it's something that we all need right now. Uh, is there anything else? There's another Trump case, isn't there? Uh, no, oh, that, 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 that covers the big Trump case. Engeron, though. Why is it taking Engeron? Why was there a delay in oh, him Oh, he's looking for more book? bogus things to attack people <laughs> he's, with. He's not having a second thought about this, like, oh, oh I bet. Oh, no, no. <laughs> that guy doesn't have that. Amazing. All right. Uh, hold on. Let me just get to my list of the subject matter of the evening, Robert. Oh, okay. You, 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 do we do the immigration bill? Let's do the immigration bill, then Tucker Carlson. I don't know anything about the immigration bill, so you'll, you'll have to feel that. Oh, they tried to sneak it in this week, and it died within 24 hours, thanks to the court of public opinion and the activism of people like Senator J.D. Vance, Senator uh, Mike Lee. But basically, they were trying to push through a sweetheart deal 
that would grant mass amnesty by Congress to millions of illegals to help register them for the voting booth, maybe even by November. And uh, if I may stop you there, give most of its money to Ukraine. Okay, no, that, so that that's the border. This is the border bill. Yeah, it oh, just turned out of Ukraine's border. <laughs> I'm sorry, I was I'm very familiar with that. I put out a couple of videos about that. Um, it was the voting. Yeah, no, the the, the 118 billion dollar border bill, over 60 billion of which goes to Ukraine. I just love the fact that it, they they finance the conflict in Israel, and then they finance the devastation of the conflict. Here's 15 billion to Israel. Go defend your borders. And here's 10 billion for the, the victims in Gaza from the devastation. As Joe Biden pointed out, you know, the president of Mexico is right there on that Gaza border. So, you know, you, you, you know, he's yeah, that. So, yeah, apparently that's why he thought the money was well spent sending to Israel, because that that's dealing with the Mexican border, according um, to our, our, our uh, uh, incompetent in chief. This the question is this the fast tracking through amnesty for citizenship would it would it fast track for federal voting? Uh, yeah, I mean potentially yes. I mean and not only that it shifted all power to D.C. courts. It was going to limit and hamstring what Trump could do in the future. It was as bad an immigration bill as has ever been crafted in American history, and they tried to sneak it through in midnight. Uh, and luckily, fortunately, enough people rallied quickly against it that they ran for cover and cowered and even the corrupt senators abandoned it. It, it was, it was wild because I, first of all, I've, I've been, it was a total brain fart because I've been referring to it as the border bill. I thought they passed another bill about immigration. The, the threshold through which the government can, you know, invoke the emergencies, it's emergencies dealing. You have to have an average of over 5,000 illegal immigrants per day over the course of seven days. And then you get other people pointing out, Oh, that only counts immigrants from contiguous lands so i guess it doesn't it wouldn't include chinese immigrants or middle eastern illegal immigrants um and it has to be an average of over seven days so technically there's a way to have it so that it, you know you're basically letting in five thousand a day i believe it turned into a, a shit ton of people over a year um and that was that was what was going to be basically ratified and then the jurisdiction I mean, that, of the that's over one and a half million i mean, I mean that that's five times the immigration rate we are illegal immigration rate we were dealing with under trump i mean it, it, and currently and that's and that was only seen as a improvement because right now the illegal immigration is 10 times higher than it was under trump 10 times there's about three million people a year i mean this is utterly unsustainable robert kennedy keeps making this point it's like this is not a sustainable path there's no scenario in which you can do this and keep a country and it's you know tying into George Soros as part of open borders policy. But it's also like, I mean, the one of our corrupt congressmen who got elected saying he was going to reform Congress, now he, uh, then he voted to save Mayorkas this week from impeachment. And then he announces, oh, I'm actually going to retire and cash in. I got a sweetheart gig. Apparently he was basically being bribed by Mayorkas with, and other deep state actors in a corrupt secret deal. I mean, talk about real criminality in Congress. And this nitwit writes, oh, you know, I did this as a matter of principle. And it's like uh, aiding and abetting illegal. What Brett Weinstein's report that he put on uh, with Tucker Carlson documented was the U.S. government's direct knowing complicity in the illegal immigration into the country, not only for border non-enforcement, not only for threatening states who try to enforce border laws, but for complicity in creating the immigration in the first place. 
through UN and US-backed non-governmental organizations with US taxpayer dollars enabling governments as far away as China to smuggle people into the United States. They're paying for it to occur. They're in, so they're actually, uh, uh, they are the smugglers. Well, it, that is it, a high crime and misdemeanor, aiding and abetting illegal immigration and invasion into the country at this scale is a classic version of a high crime and misdemeanor. And that is indeed impeachable because you can't wait for the election to remedy it. And uh, it would it would not qualify as treason, though it would it's qualify not treason. as treasonous. It's not sedition. It's, it's aiding and abetting illegal uh, invasion into the country in violation of the presidential oath, in violation of federal criminal law, and is endangering the security and safety of the American people and the republic itself which is why the invasion clause exists. It's like, if this isn't a high crime and misdemeanor, I don't know what is. This is a classic. This is, if it was just arguing about interpreting policy, different deal. But once Brett Weinstein came back with the report that U.S. and U.N. funded organizations with U.S. taxpayer dollars are the ones doing the smuggling, that puts an end to it. That, that this required impeachment of Mayorkas uh, and, and then impeachment of, of Biden. But of course, the other thing that requires impeachment of Biden is what the special counsel confirmed. Another case of confession through projection. Biden was the one guilty of all the crimes he was accusing Trump of. Hold on. One one last question before we get there. The jurisdiction clause in that border bill was as offensive as everyone uh, thought it was, right? It shows you how corrupt the D.C. courts are, the District of Corruption, the the, the most corrupt members of Congress wanted all immigration cases to have to only be decided by that district of corruption. That should give ultimate proof to Congress to get rid of all D.C. courts. Um, oh, no, it was, it was dead in the water. There was another element of it. It doesn't matter. When Joe Biden came out and said, give me the power, give me the power, that, that law gave him powers that he didn't have, and that was usurping the state's rights to contest the constitutionality of the measures and bring it to D.C., for a fair yes, hearing. Exactly. All right, no now. No, no, no more Fifth Circuit rulings that have caused them so many headaches. Oh, boy. Um, now, shifting it. Or I guess we'll get into this, and then it's going to lead to Tucker. Uh, uh, the, the guy, Her, what's his name? Is his name Benjamin Her? Oh, the yep. special. Um, so he came out with his report after having met and sat down with Biden. One thing I, I really wanted to mention in the video that I did breaking it down that I forgot to. He's so proud. I sat down for five hours over two days to talk with him. I was like, why the hell couldn't you sit down for five hours in one day? I think that means that's a problem in and of itself. This is Joe Biden's mishandling of classified information that he had no business, no authority to declassify or even have in his possession because he was VP at the time. All over the place, willy-nilly. The and, report and while he was senator. That's what the that's what the that's what his report confirmed that Biden was secretly taking. Highly classified documents home with him, keeping them for years while he was both senator and vice president, sharing information related to those documents, not securing them by any means at all with with any degree Uh, of uh, No, Robert, Robert. The, the cabinets were able to be locked. <laughs> it was just, oh, well, I, in the box that the FBI had to like rewrap, you know, that was no, but, sitting there next to the Corvette in the garage. It was All so, the things they accused Trump of, Biden was guilty of. 
So he's he's withholding, mishandling classified documents. Lord knows how many of Hunter's hookers and crack dealers uh, had access to this when they were going through there. Um, I mean, uh, that's his, the his, point. His... Why why would the files be insecure? You have the files be insecure so people like Hunter can stumble on them as necessary. So the the other thing is what the real allegation was underlying against Trump was that somehow he was trying to use that classified information mm -hmm. in some illicit to, manner. To sell it out to foreign nations. That's what Joe Biden has been doing for 30 years. He did it while he was in the Senate, and then he did it while he was vice president, and he did it after he was no longer a vice president. He monetized his office on a regular basis. That's, what, that's why his classified document crimes are meaningful. Same reason Hillary did it. Hillary wanted off-the-record classified document conversations and communications so the Clinton Foundation could monetize her access as Secretary of State. And that's why they weren't being kept in regular form. The Trump was just trying to keep proof that the deep state tried to screw him, and that's it. So Trump was, and he was president. He had the right to declassify whatever the heck he wanted anytime he wanted. Which Joe Biden did not have as vice president, did not have as senator, and Hillary Clinton did not have as secretary of state. What was amazing was Joe Biden giving that disaster of a press conference after Putin and basically saying they were in my garage. They were either in locked, locked drawers or able to be locked. It's like able to be locked. Everything on earth is able to be locked. That stuff was willy nilly everywhere. Her comes in, meets with Joe Biden. You know, his observations are Joe can't remember when he was vice president. This is back in, well, this was in October. Joe can't remember when he was vice president. He can't remember when his son died. He can't remember basic dates. Uh, but he seems like a nice, well-intentioned dawdler of an old buffoon. And so no one's going to convict him. I can't understand that conclusion. I know Nate Brody at one point said, in order to indict you have to make the argument that you would have a, you would be able to convict beyond a reasonable doubt. I, I, I can't understand how they make those observations and then come to the conclusion that no reasonable jury would, would uh, convict because they'd look for an excuse to acquit. I can't understand it. Yeah, it was, it, the, you knew there was going to be a cover-up by who was chosen. Just as you knew there was going to be a prosecution of President Trump when Jack Smith was chosen, you knew there was going to be both a cover-up and selective prosecution when Robert Mueller and Weinstein and others were chosen. You knew that when they picked her, just like you, if you knew if you knew the inside story when they picked Durham, that there was going to be no prosecutions because that's why they were picked. And you have a prosecutor trying to do CYA to cover for himself like Comey, doing his Pontius Pilate routine, uh, saying, okay, yeah, yeah, this was all really bad, but but I'm not really uh, I'm not a cover up artist. There's a uh, he he's too he's too senile. So 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 don't don't blame me for being a corrupt hack. He's too senile. I mean, he's too, everybody he's knows too old. You can see through it, and everybody's like, if he's too senile to be competent to stand trial, which is by the way, incompetency to stand trial is an extremely difficult standard. Remember that Minnesota case. But that guy that was certifiably loon, no Wisconsin case. That dude was certifiably oh, yeah, yeah. loon. The, 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 I mean, the, that the, guy. You talk about incompetent. There's a guy that's incompetent. Does anybody listen to that guy and think this guy knows what that it's Wednesday? Grounds. Knows that we're on planet Earth. The 
But if you're so incompetent, you can't stand trial. There's no way you're competent to be president of the United States. The, I, I, this is, I actually have a thought here. Can his, can his competency, if he gets 25th, can he still legitimately um, pardon everybody, or or is his ability to pardon? No, uh, no once he's uh, once you're you are removed, is incapacitated until he's restored. He has no presidential power. And do, can they call into question any say hypothetical pardons that he issued before being twenty fifth? No, no. Mm, okay, that's done as soon as it's done. Um. So bottom line, her. Uh, I love the I love the shit that he was getting from the left. Or like, how dare he say these things? Yes, no. How dare he question? I remember exactly when my son was not. I'm wearing they his rosary. A complete whitewash. They bought their own bogus language. <laughs> I mean, everybody that knows Joe Biden knows that he's been doing this for 30 years. Like I said, when he was vice president, if you were a criminal defense lawyer, he made it clear for a right donation he could make your criminal case go away. He was. I mean, all his people were bragging about this everywhere you went. So it's been open and over. I mean, his family gets rich while he's a senator and it, with, with no apparent skills. Sister gets rich. Son gets rich. Uh, brother gets rich. I mean, it was obvious. I mean, and he, and he, so it, everybody knew what the score was and they just covered up for him because he was a good deep state puppet. And that's why he's still in the White House. And the only thing he's got going for him is that older blue collar Democratic voters in the Midwest like him more than they like any other alternative. And so they're stuck with him. Well, so hold on. It's going to be weekended by Biden's through election day. Robert, uh, uh, news of the day, though, is that Kamala says she's ready to... Oh, I'm um, sure she is ready. She'd be happy to knife him six ways to Sunday. Well, and that, The problem uh, is, no, everybody hates her. Her own staff hates her. <laughs> That's what James O'Keefe confirmed. All the things I've been saying that Michelle Obama will never run, hates people, basically. Hates po hates politics because she hates all the plebes. Yeah, well, she she she, lo she loves her life. All you common people out there, not the, the common people. Ugh. You know, she didn't work that hard, and uh, that both Obamas didn't hoe themselves that hard to not cash in after the presidency. They ain't going back to the po house. Uh, they they're they're going to the mansions. Uh, one in Hawaii, one in the Hamptons, one outside Chicago going on tours with people celebrating him, get to hang out with Richard Branson at his island, you know, the uh, get get to have all the the, the the fun as they define it. The uh, uh, Barack Obama has a, a wide range of that. So the baby Michelle Obama does too. But the uh, no way that, that she was running. And that everybody hates Kamala. But the plan was for Kamala to replace Biden. Uh, he confirmed all this. Uh, I mean, uh, you you got to be a little slow when you think James O'Keefe is the gay guy on uh, on Holy, what's the gay app called Grinder. But his, no, his his makeup was such a crappy makeup job. Like yeah, I, yeah, I literally, I know. Like, him. It, it I mean, like, that's the meme going around. You know, James O'Keefe willing to be gay to save America. The <laughs> uh, uh, you know, so you know, credit to him. But you know, he confirmed it all. But yeah, absolutely, Kamala would love to to knife old Joe. But the whole everybody hates her, and the whole country hates her. And, you know, she runs four to five points behind Biden. That's why but, they're stuck. But, Robert, there's only one person who could successfully knife everybody and get in there. Um, uh, but it, it was never Michelle Obama. Uh, but the uh, and I'm hold on, sure. Hold on. Don't say who it is. It's not going to. Don't. Uh, it's, it's an obvious name. Hillary Clinton. Of course. OK. That's um, the only one who has enough deep state backing to, like, show up at the convention and replace poor old Joe. Then I, uh, I, you, but, know, you know, I, I think and that she could knife both booty booty gay gay 
and knife Kamala at the same time. I mean, she's one of the only people who could pull that off. I don't think, I think if she were to run again, it would be over. She'd get nothing. No, oh, yeah, nobody. I don't think she's, she doesn't stand any better chance than Biden does. Biden uh, stands a better chance. The reason why he's still there is because there's a little older blue-collar voters that think, oh, he's just like my corrupt Uncle Joe. <laughs> he means well. You know, yeah, he likes to do things that are wrong. But, you know, you know, it's, it's that old-school blue-collar Democrat and used to locally corrupt politicians who they don't personally dislike. Whereas Hillary, they're like, ah, nobody likes her. Kamala, nobody likes her. Booty Booty Gay Gay, nobody likes him. Newsom looks stiff and fake 100 miles away. So, I mean, the Democrats' problem is they have no base. They, they have no bench. And, you know, without a bench, they're, they're, they're in trouble. And they're only going to keep getting into trouble. I mean, Robert Kennedy's interest in him surged when he uh, when they ran that Super Bowl ad. So the, he's going he's going to be on all the ballots despite their corrupt efforts to keep him off. And you know the, the the young voter group that doesn't like Trump has an alternative to Biden, and it'll be Bobby Kennedy. And so the uh, they're in deep trouble. Uh, they need the Supreme Court to go AWOL, uh, railroad Trump in a, in the a DC case. And hope and pray that derails enough votes uh, to steal the election. In lieu of that, I mean, again, Epoch Times, for all those people, oh, there's no evidence that the election fraud stole the election. Epoch Times uh, confirmed what another independent institute did a detailed deep dive, one of the leading institutes out of D.C., that, in fact, because of the number of illegal mail-in ballots, decided the election that had those illegal mail-in ballots been properly screened out, Trump won 2020. Uh, so it's another independent, broad, the biggest empirical inquiry into the election that's been done by an independent uh, foundation coming to that same conclusion. So the uh, they're in trouble. Uh, and you know it when they're panicking uh, just because Tucker Carlson's going to uh, introduce people to what an autistic president sounds like in uh, Vladimir Putin. <laughs> hold on. Uh, let me explain to you uh, the Russian history. Oh, how uh, the Ukrainian? Okay. Well, we hold on, hold on, hold on. 813, okay? In 813. Yeah, I mean, the memes are awesome about this. He's like, no, no, there, there were two walls during Rome, Tucker. Two walls. There was one here, and there was one over here. Did you look at my maps? I sent you my maps. The, <laughs> well, uh, it was classic Putin. Hold uh, on. But you, you don't get the sense of a tyrannical dictator, Saddam Hussein type. That's why they were so terrified to not let people watch Putin because you watch Putin. You're like, oh, OK, I get where this guy's coming from. May not agree with him, but this is no tyrannical dictator guy. This is no Hamas, you know, can't hold his uh, get rid of the Jews, river to the sea. You know, it's not none of those guys. It's a very reasonable, very intelligent, crazy, well-informed, maybe a little autistic uh, uh, foreign leader. Hold on, I said so before we before we get there because I'm going to have my questions and comments. We got the engaged uses. What do you think of Dan Bongino's theory that her was used by Obama to take out Biden? And I'm not your buddy guy. Says the same thing. Dan Bongino laid it out that this was an Obama hit job on Biden to remove, but re remove him and replace they, him with they, who? They can always remove Biden by just going to him and saying, "Here's what's going to happen to your kids unless you step down." The, the reason why they haven't done it is because everybody around him is more unpopular. And again, here's where I may give Biden credit. I was baffled by his decision on Kamala Harris. Historically, Biden doesn't reward people who knife him in the back. Kamala Harris, remember, knifed him mm -hmm. in the back in the first debate. 
you're a racist, da, 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 da. Normally, he would never reward that. And when he did, I was like, man, that's shocking. Then I realized, oh, it's because everybody hates her. Everybody hates her more than he does. And he's like, ha, 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 I got my own Spiro Agnew. You're not taking me out. I don't care what Barack <laughs> wants. I don't care what Hillary wants. I got the craziest, looniest, most hated person in America. Because he remembers Agnew. He was senator back then. So he's like, uh, he knew that if Nixon kept Agnew, ain't nobody impeaching Richard Milhouse. Because ain't no one let Spiro near the White House. So, uh, you know, credit to him. It was a polit- it's like he said, he's a street criminal. You know, thug level. But he, in that level, he's intelligent. At a broader level, n- you know, nobody's going to confuse him with Einstein. Despite what his mommy told him when he was eight. Everybody was picking on him because he was stupid. It's because he was. But he's a street level smart. He's street smart. You don't survive that long in politics without being street smart. And that's why he's got immunity. I've been saying it for a year. And that's what uh, the insider confirmed to James O'Keefe. Let me just, I I just, I I went and Googled uh, Kamala Harris dumb. And then I got this one video. It's short. I just want to hear what she's saying here. Let's just just see this. You think you just fell out of a coconut tree? (laughs) You exist in the context of all in which you live and what came before you. Oh, okay. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. There's nothing she's going to say that's going to make sense. Um, Speaking of making sense, however, now, Robert, and we'll get into the Putin interview, because I got questions about Tucker Carlson's legal exposure. Uh, Ian Corzine, another great uh, content creator, lawyer, raised some issues with the Espionage Act. And then when Putin gave him those documents at the end of the interview, I'm like, oh, shit. Putin setting him up to get whatever in America. He did this interview. It was the craziest interview ever because it started with 40 minutes of the history of Russia going back to uh, the 8th oh, century. When he started, I was like, okay, where's he going to start? Is he going to start with the <laughs> Eastern Slavs, approximately 5th century BC when we moved into... No, but at least he started. At least it was the 8th century. I thought he was going to start with when, when, when that meteorite collided with the Earth and then created the well, moon and the Mars. I mean, that's a bunch of the memes out there. There's so <laughs> many memes. And, but then he remember he threw in Roman history, older history. I mean, it was like, it was all over the place. Well, so here's the question. What was the purpose of that 30 minutes? Was it? It's how was, his brain actually works. Okay, so words, you think. To him, it's how he would explain to somebody, here's where this conflict comes from. Let's start with context. For that, we need the entire historical approach. And then we need the contemporary geopolitical approach. And then we need the economic and other ramifications and cultural import. The, uh, and, so the, uh, and so that's how, if you understood Putin, you, all of that, you, you, you could see that coming. It was just funny for people who were first introduced to it. Because even Tucker was like, holy, well, where, where are we? The, uh, and that's where you get all the memes now of, uh, you know, the, uh, the, no, you don't understand there were three walls at this part in Rome. And, or now they're doing the Lord of the Rings one. Oh, you didn't read the predecessor <laughs> to the Lord of the Rings. No, you see, if you read this, you understand where the elf coming from that connects to the door. Because he's like, he's a little bit of an autist when it comes to that side of it. Uh, he's obsessed uh, with history. The, it's a, uh, and it's context. And it's been constantly misconstrued. Nothing better represented the Tucker interview than the bogus media stories later that said, in a Tucker interview, Putin threatens nuclear war against the world. It's totally false. Anybody who watched the interview was like, it was just the opposite. The, uh, uh, but, you know, the, the other reason for Putin to do the interview, other than to introduce his perspective to the West, was like, why are Americans obsessed with our border rather than your border? 
And he goes, don't you have better things to do, better things to spend money on? He's like, I'm not going into Europe. I'm not going into Poland. I'm like, why in the world would I do any of these things? I'm going to Latvia. He goes, you got to be kidding me. The uh, defending Russians in a historical part of Russia that happens to be part of Ukraine because Ukraine refused to recognize the Minsk agreement is a radically different equation. It's like Americans defending Americans in Texas from Mexico when it happened to be part of Mexico. That's the most historical analog for Americans to contextualize. The, uh, and it was clear that to see Russia as a threat is ludicrous and that this war is a waste of money and time anyway. Uh, and he presented those arguments in a persuasive way. And for all those Americans that have a caricatured view of Putin, uh, it's hard to watch the whole interview and, and stick with that caricatured view. Uh, my my issue is so this is not confession through projection this is just like i'm watching the first 30 minutes and i don't know putin this is the first time i've actually heard him speak for this long and i'm saying it's either one a flex like tucker you're here you're gonna listen to me meander like the way i want and i will and you're gonna do nothing about it or it's the litmus not the litmus test sorry the sports test we used to go rock climbing uh every, the cliffs that were further away had fewer people it's just the nature of the beast you have to walk longer hike harder you're not going to go there those are the ones you wanted to get to because it showed that you were really interested in hiking and this was to tune out idiots and to test tucker to say look are you actually here well, for a meaningful conversation and it was persuade him because remember he references that tucker has a history background studied history interested in history. yeah but dude i have a i have a minor's degree in eastern european history i had no idea i'm googling what he's saying at the time and but i'm to like putin putin's thinks oh this guy likes history uh that's how i can communicate with him that's how i can connect to him that's so i've watched putin in wide-ranging context so some are saying it was a filibuster even tucker himself said he first thought it was yeah, a filibuster. There, there was no time he limit thought about it he changed his mind that it wasn't a filibuster but i've seen uh putin in a, a whole bunch of contexts he'll answer questions quick he'll answer questions long you know he doesn't filibuster as a routine basis he'll answer any question for him anybody and 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 he'll change his uh, his method of operation depending on the audience he's dealing with and the uh and he's very effective like the reason why the west quit interviewing him is because he would cross-examine him like nbc was there and saying well look you, you have your political opponents in prison he goes well i can tell you what i haven't done i haven't locked up 400 people that came into the capital in political protest I'll tell you what i haven't done i haven't sit there and summarily executed a political person an unarmed political protester that's what your country did on january 6th so the uh you know he's one of the more savvy, sharp. I mean, he he needled Tucker about man. You know, you apply to that CIA job. The uh, it's good you didn't get it, I guess. So you know, he's like, you know, the he lay, but so I mean, he's extremely well informed. Knows exactly who and what Tucker is when he sits down for that kind of interview. But he clearly likes Tucker because of the close proximity. If Putin doesn't like you, there's a lot of memes out there. He likes those big tables where he forces people to sit all the way. Like you know, it's like some old ancient Europe table or whatever that thing is. With Tucker, it was like four feet away. So the uh, he, he didn't dislike him or distrust him. He was going to be aggressive and push back. Uh, but it was, it was you know, hey, I'm going to give you my explanation. You can, you know, hear my perspective. Think of it whatever you want. Uh, but I mean, I, his CIA joke was great. He was like, Tucker's well, like, who blew up Nord Stream? He goes, you did. Tucker's like, no, nah, I'm innocent. He goes, well, CIA doesn't have an alibi. You may. Uh, but the, uh, he goes, why would I blow up my own pipe stream? There was a great meme version. That had if Putin's uh, translator was Australian, that was great. That was just great. They went through that whole thing. That was excellent. So credit to Tucker having the cojones to do it, 
And he wasn't just over there for Putin. He was over there to talk to Tara Reid, who had to flee the United States because of the Biden administration harassing her over her allegations of sexual misconduct against Biden. And Edward Snowden, who's over there because during the Biden vice presidency, he and Obama targeted him for revealing America's illegal surveillance activities. He was there to talk to both of them as well. So Tucker getting fired from Fox freed him from the restraint. That's why I said it was a dumb decision by Murdoch. It's like it tells you how Paul Ryan is so short-sighted. You want to keep a guy like Tucker Carlson in. It's the old joke. You want him inside the tent pissing out. You don't want him outside the tent pissing in. Uh, now they got him pissing in. Well, geez, you know what? I never heard that expression. It's a good one. But I now I understand you keep your friends close and your enemies closer <laughs> in terms of Tucker Carlson. Robert, what do you think? Uh, do we know what documents uh, Putin gave Tucker at the end of the interview? No, there's tons of meme jokes about it. You know, he goes, you didn't read the Lord of the Rings preview that I put in the book? I mean, you didn't see the maps from the Roman conflict of 324 that I put in the thing? The, uh, uh, you know, so there's got 100 memes. But my guess is it's basic stuff. It'll probably be like Minsk Accords, things like that. The only other thing it may be is it may have been the peace deal that he talked about. That he was like, we got a whole peace deal done. And then Boris Johnson came and blew it up. That Ukraine conflict would have been wrapped up early quickly it confirms my original take that he was not looking to have an escalated ele- uh, 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 long extended conflict that he really didn't want to go into kiev that all that was a feint in order to get their attention hey just sign the deal honor the minsk accords we go home just quit barraging the people of the donetsk region that don't want to be even part of ukraine and never have really been uh, for most of their history, the uh, speak Russian, talk Russian, are Russian, and the it's like Americans in Texas uh, during when it was Texas was part of Mexico. Same principle, uh, and they have their own version of remember the Alamo uh, in Russia concerning Donetsk, and so stated dating back to the Maidan coup. Might have been additional evidence concerning the Maidan coup, uh, but the, it would be Russian evidence and Russian documents and Russian information. There would be nothing illegal in, in uh, obtaining it or receiving it or distributing it. The, uh, and that's so hypothetically, not that anyone has to even commit a crime to be charged with one under these hyper political systems. What, what could a very malicious uh, DOJ charge Tucker with when he comes back? Nothing. There's nothing. There's absolutely nothing. And um, on that note, and credit to Tucker for challenging Putin to release the Wall Street Journal reporter who uh, mm-hmm. he says, look, whatever he was, even if he was some sort of spy, he's not a super spy. Why don't you, you know, release him? And Putin was like, we've been, you know, we've been nice in the past. We'll be nice when it's reciprocated. It's an amazing so thing. It's his way of saying I got a chip. Last time I got a WNBA player and I got the uh, Lord of <laughs> the War back. So, <laughs> you know, I got the Merchant of Death back Merchant last of time. Death. So now I got a Wall Street Journal reporter. Uh, who knows what uh, uh, Biden will give me? What's, what's left after the merchant of death? Uh, let's just play this buffoon right here for about five seconds. Around the world, people are watching that ludicrous interview with Vladimir Putin conducted by Tucker Carlson. And- I, I've ne- I, maybe it's because I hate him now. I've never realized how ugly Boris Johnson was before this video. But I'll- And we must not fall for this tissue of lies above all for the notion that Putin is somehow fated to succeed on the contrary, he is doomed oh, to fashion. In the daily man. Uh, I've got to say one thing. I don't I never realized he was so ugly. I never realized he was so stupid. 
Who the hell makes a video like that on the beach? I don't know where the hell he was on vacation. Who makes a video like that? Like today it was windy outside. I made my car vlog in my office. Well, what? Bojo got exposed because he was the one who personally told Zelensky he couldn't sign the peace deal. I mean, I mean, Zelensky is just a puppet of the of the Western deep state, controlled by the last vestiges of empire instincts from the MI6 boys in Britain uh, and the uh, neocons and neoliberals in D.C. And and Tucker's just exposing them piece by piece by piece by piece, and the Tucker Carlson network continues to deepen and expand its reach uh, to levels that uh, he never had anywhere near at Fox, not only in terms of broadcast reach, but in terms of who he's able to interview. You know, mm -hmm. he was couldn't interview Putin at Fox, couldn't interview Alex Jones at Fox, uh, couldn't interview a wide range of people that, you know, some of the January 6th people that they ordered him fired because he was talking to. Now he can do freely. Now he can do easily without restriction or restraint. And we're seeing what unfettered independent news looks like. And a lot of people around the world are flocking to it. Uh, and it's increasing the populist persuasive argument in the American court of public opinion. I, I, the chat is really has picked up on the fact that I, I feel stupid now for not having pieced it together. And Robert, like you say, that's a personal response from Boris Johnson because he was personally called out as being the one who sabotaged the peace deals. He's got blood on his hands and the dude is so freaking panicked. He's making a vlog, a video on a windy well, beach. Go buy the what trees. What happens when you let prep school buffoons uh, into positions of power? And people like Boris Johnson are all over the deep state of the entire EU apparatus, the UK apparatus, and the US apparatus. And that's why we have so many nitwits, midwits, uh, in positions of, of power. And, the and you know, only a stuck pig squeals, and all the pigs were squealing last week. Oh, my goodness. That, 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 was, that was my conclusion from it. I love the expression, Robert. I'll never forget it again. Um, I was about to say something, but I'll wait for it. All right, on the next subject. Uh, well, speaking of uh, people just ignoring basic principle and precept and common sense, the state of Hawaii said, Aloha to the Second Amendment. What I'm gonna Second Amendment? There's no Second Amendment. Robert, I'm going to give you credit. I'm sitting there trying to you know, find a way to segue in, but you found it. We're talking about the Second Amendment decision coming out of Hawaii that basically takes uh, you know, a steaming dump on the Bruin decision in, in such an, an extravagant, in-your-face way when they were you know, accusing Biden of saying, well, you're, you're, oh, no, Biden's accusing Trump of defying Supreme Court precedent. Bruin came down and... I do have a legit question about this decision. This is a case coming out of Hawaii where a man who purchased a firearm legally in Florida, correct? I uh, know. Uh, uh, well, oh, that may be right, but he was in Hawaii. Yeah, he was in Hawaii. In Hawaii but he was right. in Hawaii with a, with, a, with a firearm. It's either Florida or Texas, but a, a, a lawfully right, procured right. firearm yep. in Florida, uh, Florida, in Hawaii, going for a hike, whatever the reason. It's a concealed carry. It's a, it's a small arm. It's a, yep. a, not a revolver. He's got his pants. He's going it's hiking. wrong. Nothing wrong. Gets um, uh, stopped for trespassing. Is is is? They never have... proved that he actually did the trespassing. As, uh, either way, he gets stopped for whatever reason. It turns out he's got a gun. He says, "It's I've 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 lawfully procured this in my state. It's I th it's Florida." Chat's gonna correct me. And um, now this 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 Hawaii court comes down and says the Hawaii uh, Supreme Court. That that's the highest court of the state of Hawaii. Yeah, unanimously. 
Uh, they, they got all commies up there, apparently. And it says, notwithstanding the Bruin decision, uh, our spirit of aloha, literally. <laughs> they say, we've, I was trying to look up the Signing violent. the king, back when Hawaii was won <laughs> by a tyrannical dictator. I was, that's what I was trying to. historical president. So they say, you uh, you can't carry a firearm. I don't care if it's legal in your state. I don't care about well, Bruin. You, you we've can't got carry this. any dangerous weapon, apparently. You can't carry a knife with you in Hawaii. Um, what happens, Robert? Like the question is this, I guess the broader question is how this could get back up to the Supreme court, presumably, how do they come down and say there will be sanctions for states that do this? So, well, here's the key, how they weaseled out of the consequences of their decision. The, they are interpreting the state constitution as to one part of the challenge. And on that part, they're going to have some leeway. Now, it's ludicrous, their argument. The, the, basically, when Hawaii became a state, it adopted the Second Amendment as part of Hawaii, which means Hawaii was now saying, we're no longer going to be run by a tyrannical dictator king. We're going to em- embrace all of American values uh, in, in Hawaii. By the way, the Republicans were the ones who demanded Hawaii's addition. Democrats, Alaska, because Democrats thought Alaska would be Democrat and Republicans thought Hawaii would be Republican. This gives you an idea for the inaccuracy of political forecasting and prognosticating by these folks. But uh, but they say, no, you know, even though the state of Hawaii is taking the Second Amendment, saying we're going to be like America now, not like Hawaii has been. They only cite Hawaii's history, not America's history for what gun control is allowed or not allowed. Uh, using, again, citing the tyrannical king as their historical example. I would be like if Germany, after World War II, put in a Second Amendment, and the court said, no, it can't mean that because the Nazis didn't allow it. When you know, It was designed to prevent and reverse what happened before. So the state constitution interpretation, that's not necessarily an issue for the U.S. Supreme Court. How do they get out of the federal constitutional challenge? Well, well, what doctrine do you think they used to say that uh, he couldn't challenge whether the Second Amendment prohibited the law? Sorry, I'm, I'm uh, taking care of a, a family. <laughs> Nothing bad. Just I, I, I found out where my kid is. <laughs> um, but so but but so I mean, that's yeah, the so mental- there, there's a doctrine they use to say the Second Amendment's not an issue in the case. How did they do that? Take a wild guess what doctrine they cited. <laughs> I want to be an idiot and say latches or, or no standing, but I know that's not the case. Bingo! Standing! Damn it! Uh, you don't have Damn it! <laughs> you know what? Because they're like, so maybe our... See, Hawaii has a bogus permitting process whereby you basically could never get a permit until brewing. And so this is a guy traveling around, protect, you know, self-defense. He's like, I have a right to carry this for self-defense purposes. And, you, and Hawaii doesn't allow that. But they, but the the Hawaii Supreme Court, knowing that they would get reversed by the U.S. Supreme Court if they said the Second Amendment didn't apply itself, because they're bound by Bruin like everybody else, despite all of their bashing of it. The they said the Second Amendment issue isn't before them because he had never applied for the permit. So somehow the fact that he never could get a permit is irrelevant. By the way, this is exactly what they did in the Reuben King case. They're like, oh, you don't get to challenge the permitting process because you never applied for the permit. So they're using that as their new opt-out. And it's again, standing is a Pontius Pilate pretext for bad law, for cowardly law. 
for conscious for constitutionalist law. And that's how Hawaii really dodged the Second Amendment analysis, though they're begging the Supreme Court to take the case, given their uh, over-the-top attacks on the Supreme Court uh, Second Amendment decision. But the question I did have is like, maybe I'm being a naive Canadian thinking that the states can regulate firearms in public areas, um, you know, on a state level. Florida is a constitutional carry. Texas is a constitutional carry. Other states are not. And so, fine, you have the right to do it in Florida or Texas, but you don't have the right to do it in Hawaii. Oh, but the Second like, Amendment is the right to self-defense, which includes the right to self-defense in public places. And so, the, but, then, but then the idea would be like, okay, fine, so Texas, Florida, go constitutional carry. You don't need to apply for a permit. You can carry it publicly, get it, whatever. And then that transposes into other states that haven't yeah. adopted the same principle. Correct, yeah. Unless those states show that there is a extended history of states regulating that province of, and here's the key part, while they are states of the United States, not while they were run by dictator kings, Hawaii Supreme Court. Um, so what happens now with this decision? Uh, they'll try the U.S. Supreme Court. Uh, the U.S. Supreme Court may dodge the issue because of the standing interpretation. Maybe the insults of the Supreme Court will get their attention and they'll reverse on the issue of standing and thereby say the Second Amendment was, in fact, violated. Well, or, or if we're going to play the judicial activism game, what would it take to find someone with standing to try the very same question? Oh, in, well, the, in there's other cases pending before the federal okay. courts. Because Hawaii right. finally went and changed their concealed carry law, so it's much easier to get a concealed carry. You just can't. They just redefine sensitive places is pretty much everywhere. Uh, so and the Supreme Court said, don't go there because we will be striking those down within the next three years. The Supreme Court will take one or two of these cases and hammer the states that are trying to get around the law. OK, very cool. Um, now, well, speaking well, of an speaking of guns, <laughs> yeah, speaking of an anti-gun case that's really about setting. It's not just blaming moms for kids, bad acts. It's about attacking people for giving guns to teenage boys. It's an anti-gun case. That's what it's about. That's why as soon as the conviction came down, people were saying, go prosecute Kyle Rittenhouse's mom. That's the first thing they said. Yeah, but uh, that's where they're going. Rural America, middle America, you, you introduce your kid to guns. You could be criminally prosecuted if anything ever goes wrong with that guy. Well, I don't know who the hell the screenplay writer was for Mrs. Doubtfire was one of the idiots saying that. And I said, you idiot, he got acquitted. Had he got convicted, maybe you'd have a stronger argument. Had he got convicted uh, as an adult that might uh, dispense the parents of that type of criminal liability, maybe you, you know, your argument's weaker. Um, but the question is Well, that's is what this. happened, by the way, in Michigan. Well, that, but that's my question about Michigan is he got convicted or pleaded as an adult. How do they go after the parents? But set that aside. Had Rittenhouse been convicted, that argument would make sense. As it is, anybody making that argument is an idiot and they don't understand material differences. The problem is this, though. I can understand the idea that this is meant to criminalize parents giving their teen boys or girls, whomever, transgender shooters like you had in Joel Osteen's church. Don't give them guns. And if you make them, if you give them access to guns, um, you'll have criminal exposure if they, um, what's the word, predictably or reasonably foreseeably do something criminal with the guns. That's the only question it's in this particular case. also blaming, I mean, the second aspect is scapegoating school shooting 
by blaming guns and parents, not blaming mental health, uh, failure to take a meaningful mental health care for people, or the schools themselves having basic safety protocols. Mm-hmm. I mean, here's the irony. For almost all of American history, kids went to school with guns. That's America's history, right? You go to almost any school, little schoolhouse, anywhere in America, from 1776 to about 1966, in the average school, a underage student has a gun. Because they used to carry it with them when they were their pickup truck and everything else. It wasn't an AR-15. There weren't a lot of school shootings back then. Maybe because they figure, look at where school shootings happen. Like the Hawaii Supreme Court was like, Dangerous weapons. You have a liberty interest to be walking free of dangerous weapons. Because the criminals the criminals don't obey the law. The school shooters don't obey the law. The public mass shooters don't obey the law. So you not being with the gun means you are not at liberty. You are in danger. And when we had kids taking, when we when guns used to be part of public school training back in the day, learning how to use it, uh, because being part of your duty and obligation. The, we didn't have mass school shootings ever since it's almost all the school public shootings take place in gun free zones by it's not a coincidence by and not to channel Alex Jones by people who are being by and large medicated with very specific types of, of Dangerous SSRI. pharmaceuticals. Um, but and, and look, I, this is to say I, I don't agree with the, the conviction i'm sympathetic to it because if your kid is having mental issues maybe the thing you don't get him is a gun but that to say to go from there to say that it was so foreseeable that they get convicted or the mother gets the, the husband's getting convicted as well it's a foregone conclusion convicted of involuntary manslaughter as if to say she's a participant in this yeah and it, i can it, understand it's absurd. It, it really is it, it's it's almost a strict liability gun issue Mm-hmm. If, if you introduce guns anywhere to anybody that could be dangerous, you're responsible for anything that happens with them. Now, as, as people in the chat asked, they're not going to apply this to gangbangers' moms, right? Not or, the, or the or the or the tra- the, tra- the tranny uh, Christian school shooting. No, I mean we'll see, exactly. and maybe they will. There'll but, be no prosecution of parents in those cases. Well, the problem is there, there might be. So let's just assume that there will be. Then what do you do with that argument? Okay, it's well, still they, wrong. It's still, it is it's still wrong. Chaotic. That's, None of these parents are conspiring with their kids to kill people. It's ludicrous. It's a ludicrous finding. I, I, and I agree with Dershowitz. It's so outrageous in its fact in its policy consequence. Dershowitz predicted it will be over. And Dershowitz is an anti-gun guy, by the way. Uh, the one part of the Constitution he's weak on is the Second Amendment. The uh, because he didn't grow up uh, the, the the way some of us did. The uh, you know understanding the proper place and role of guns and protection and security and safety and in meaningful liberty the uh you know he grew up in new york city so uh, not same thing but the uh but even but he said this is so policy dangerous that he predicted the michigan court of appeals will overturn problem is the michigan court of appeals has approved a bunch of crazy cases concerning guns so the chances are this this woman will be a scapegoat uh, will serve be, multiple be, years in f- prison, and it'll be a predicate for more dumb, dangerous cases to come. She'll be the Derek Chauvin of Michigan. It's 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 the way it's going to go. The um, and then I say the reductio. Like uh, I like that we can say this. Yes, you should not go after the transgender uh, Christian school shooters' parents. Uh, 
I, oh, they're going to say, well, we didn't get her the gun Hi, uh, so, uh, or, or, or him. I don't remember where that person was biologically. It doesn't matter. Then it, where's it, where does it stop? Did you get them a gun? No, I didn't get him the gun. I gave him a credit card. They used that credit card to get a gun. All right, so now you're supposed to verify the credit card statements of the kid. The, the reductio goes to a place of absurdity where it is intended really, I don't know, as, as a last-ditch effort to compel indirectly what they can't do directly in terms of parents, lock up your guns even though it's not legally required. If something happens, you will be criminally convicted of involuntary manslaughter. Um... But some people are going to say, yeah, that's the way it should be, and we like it. And that's the question as to whether or not it's a violation of Second Amendment rights to basically indirectly compel parents to lock up, hide, not allow uh, moderately young adults to have access to guns. Uh, it might be a policy decision. Michigan will live with it. Yeah. What do we have? Well, what Dershowitz's point was, if you want to make that a crime, make it a crime. Don't make up a current crime and apply to it. Well, they could, could they not? to the legislature. And say, here's the consequences that are going to happen if you do A, B, C, or D. Could, Don't could they try not, to claim it's involuntary manslaughter when that doesn't fit. Could they not have gone with criminal negligence or something along those lines? Well, they don't have a specific law that has this level of penalty. That, and so they just wanted to apply in a novel way an existing law. And that's what's so problematic about it. But it shows that a jury will convict uh, if they just don't like you or your case. The, the juries don't follow facts and law with consistency they have their well, own moral narrative and juries are like all human beings some are good some are bad and this was a bad jury no, and quite frankly the big mistake of the defense lawyer was not filtering out some of these jurors were manifestly bad uh and never should have been on the jury to begin with and that's why i always remind people uh jury selection is nine tenths of winning a case there were some ugly facts and some unlikable uh, defendant and i'm sure the husband's going to be as unlikable as the mother so it makes it easier to 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 do oh yeah sure it's railroading but if you have an honest jury who understands the public policy consequences you don't get that verdict the even people who didn't like her didn't like the facts of the case didn't like guns many of them that followed the trial were like eh. you know meg fox was like this case makes no sense that that, that the precarious anybody that's a parent uh knows the limitations of your ability to control your kid's conduct and the idea that suddenly you're going to be second-guessed on every single thing you ever did or do. Um, I mean, car contacts. There's, I mean, this could apply in a broad it, range it, well, of could, consequences. It could apply to, to knives. You get your kid a camping knife. knife. It could apply to uh, uh, any uh, uh, you know risky activity of any kind. Uh, I mean, any, anything involving a vehicle is risky. I mean, imagine that you know that what you're dealing with now there. Uh, access to alcohol, same issue. You know, I mean, is everything locked up? Is everything super secure? Is everything on, you know, the, it, it's, uh, it, it's problematic where it's trying to go. So civil liability might've been a different dynamic, but criminal liability is preposterous in my view. But you know, the, you, you get a sense of where these verdicts are going when you get a bad jury in the Michael Mann case that we talked about on, is what I predicted. I said, he could not get a fair jury in DC. I didn't know why anyone thought he could. Now, I, I have not been following this. I'm, I'm very mildly familiar with the facts. Someone was suing, one of the, Michael Mann, someone was suing one for defamation for saying that his, his, his research was falsified, fabricated about climate change. I forget the names. He's the hockey stick guy. Yeah. And he said, uh, okay. Uh, yeah, and Mark Stein was one of the big people. Uh, occasionally a sub, a sub for Rush Limbaugh back in the day. Very independent kind of guy. Uh, him and then some other conservatives who had been hypercritical of Michael Mann's very questionable science 
which they proved at trial, they had every good faith basis to say, jury didn't care. It's the District of Columbia. And they gave him a million bucks. A million bucks. <laughs> the, uh, the Michael Mann I'm thinking about directed Heat, and that's a damn yeah, good that, movie. That's a cool Michael Mann. He, <laughs> you know, he did Collateral. He did The Insider. He's a classic. He's one of the all-time greats. So what, what, this was, Michael Mann, not so much. He's, what was just a, he's a guy who gets – he's a grifter. He gets paid lots of money to propagate climate alarmism. But so who sued who in this case? And how did Michael so Mann he sued, sued them in D.C.? Uh, it took about a decade before it got to trial because really it never should have got to trial. Uh, if it was anybody else, uh, if it was politics were reversed, it would have been dismissed. Uh, but of course, because it's in D.C., they allowed the case to go forward and the jury didn't care what the evidence was. They were always going to rule politics this side. Right. That's it. Who's on the Trump side? Who's on the anti-Trump side? We rule in favor of the Trump side. You cannot get it. This is why the D.C. court system must be abolished. Uh, You cannot have the swamp judge the swamp and the critics of the swamp, too. uh, It is the District of Corruption, not the District of Columbia. Oh, all right. And um, uh, let's see. what. Hold on. I'm going to go back to the list. Speaking of corruption, we got some uh, corrupt cops that thought they should be immune that thankfully the federal court recognized that it, it, that immunity at least has some limits. Robert, I'm not saying I didn't do my homework on this one, but I didn't. Um, would you please go do this so that I don't look stupid as I do yeah, right now? This is the case of a guy who had a bar tab, got arrested for a bar tab, thrown into jail over like a $200 bar tab. And then they removed him, took him into a separate room, six officers, there was no video camera, beat the hell out of him for a couple of hours. And then he comes back out in different clothes, blood everywhere, all the rest, thrown back into jail. He sues, saying this was not legal. All right? you are, if you are a pretrial detainee, you have a right under the 14th Amendment to due process of law. Your liberty interest, because you're not a convicted prisoner, it's, it's your liberty interest is stronger than the Eighth Amendment, which prohibits cruel and unusual punishments. You, you have, obviously, you have that protection, but you have more protection. And if an objectively reasonable officer would know you couldn't do this, then you're not immune. Yet these officers argued, oh, we didn't know we couldn't take somebody in a private separate room and rubber hose them for two hours. That's illegal, Judge? Really? It was, it was just coercive interrogation, Robert. It's like waterboarding. They do it all the time in Guantanamo. Exactly. So luckily, the federal judge was like, uh, okay, nah, uh, you know, that's probably a little excessive. And their other, this is one of their other favorite claims is like, well, they didn't, he didn't identify which one of them, which one of us was beating him. And we can't be responsible if it was somebody else beating him. So it was, you know, it was Joe. No, it was Jack. No, it was John. That defense. They love to pull that defense. And the judge was like, no, in a circumstance where you don't know, you can allege everybody did it. So the uh, uh, fortunately good decision having some limits on uh, governmental immunity when it really is being misused. And this is, again, the 1983 context, which, as other federal courts and scholars have noted, there should be no immunity ever uh, in the 1983 context for state officials that violate the law. Robert, let me bring let me bring up. Hold on a second. The, the chat in Rumble before we decide to head on over to locals. I've given everyone the the, the link. One more yeah, time. we got the big Gina Carano case and a big update on Amos Miller. 
We're, gonna, we're doing that on locals. I'm going to end with Podesta because I can't not end with Podesta and his satanic hands. Um, okay, so hold on one second. I'm going to... Bongino, let's hear. Okay, Arkansas crime attorney, starting from the bottom. My theory as at some point, probably two to three days before January 20th, 2025, Biden will be 25th if Trump wins and Kamala will can come into pardon him. Hold on. If Trump wins. Oh, okay, sorry. So this is before. If Trump wins, Kamala comes in to pardon everybody um, and Biden gets 25th. Okay, fine. Uh, Bongino, I got that one before. Uh, Occupant 42, I got that one before. Nifranziel, serious question. And this is a serious question. It's a legit parsing of words. Hers report says Biden presents himself as, not that he is. I, I think there's a question of duplicity here. Elsewhere says that he's sharp. Is Biden pretending to be a dawdling old fool, basically? Uh, is he trying to tell us something, Robert? I mean, are we are we splitting hairs with semantics or presents himself? No, he, he really gonna, is a dawdling old fool. I, I think it just means he's going to come off. I think as, his senility is legit. Like Ron Jeremy, people. Oh my goodness, look it up. That look dude, it up. I, I I'd met him years before in Hollywood, and I was like, this guy's crazy. This guy's clearly not all there. Where before where, he got arrested for everything? Why did you meet? Where, where by accident? How, <laughs> how did you meet? How did you meet him? <laughs> I was at a very normal party, but he showed up. I mean, I had the most interesting man in the world at my one of my Malibu parties. The actual guy from the meet. I went to somebody else's party, and Ron Jeremy showed up. And I was like, "Who?" I was like, "This dude is weird." I'm like, lots well, of famous Ron Jeremy. I'm like, this dude is nuts. You realize this guy's nuts? And then they're like, "Oh, he's not that nuts." I was like, "Yeah, he's nuts." And I was <laughs> right. Ron Jeremy is nuts, disgusting, ugly, and he got uh, in in the in this earth he got what he deserved for whatever he did. Um, okay, hold on, hold on, hold on. Uh, serious question. Okay, then we got. I'm not your buddy. Guy says I love how people have also started to say it will take me 30 seconds, and others will respond. Wait, is that a Putin 30 seconds? Navasa, viva. There's a case in Massachusetts where a where New Hampshire dude has a concealed carry weapon in New Hampshire but not in uh, Massachusetts that got a victory in Massachusetts for the CCW reciprocity. Yeah, oh, that's amazing. Okay. Uh, the Hawaii two a dookie decision is another heap in the pile dookie. And we got grandpa's place. Gross. Uh, unless it's not supposed to be gross. When they taught shooting at schools, the jocks did not bully the geeks because the geeks were the ones that got the long range shooting. And Arkansas crime attorney says, I, it, it was my argument for the way Biden pardons himself. Very nice. Okay. Uh, Robert, th- this will be the last one before we go over to locals, and I'll bring the link over so you can come over to the after party. Um, it's Podesta. Uh, what the hell's going on with Podesta? Holy crab apples. Robert, how are they bypassing confirmation hearings? Like th- This is where I, I don't understand American politics, American dynamics, the subtleties. You have confirmation hearings. What purpose do they serve? What are the legal requirements for confirmation hearings? How the hell do you get arguably pedophiles? <laughs> Sorry, no, a pedophilic tendency. How do you get? How do you bypass confirmation hearings? I mean, only if you're a part of an office that is doesn't require confirmation. What? Now, what office? If you get confirmed to one office, then the president can kind of move you around. Okay. And then you could have temporary people subject to confirmation, but ultimately a range of positions require Senate confirmation and those positions require hearings and confirmation. So uh, uh, John Podesta, has he already been confirmed for another function under Clinton, Obama or whatever? 
Oh, no, it has to be under this administration. So the, to my knowledge, no. Um, Robert, I don't want to, I, I'm, I almost shut down the stream. What the hell did that email mean? I, there's a handkerchief with a map on it that seems to be pizza related. Well, that, that was the genius of the Pizzagate media coverage was to caricature just one little aspect about one little store in D.C. as if that's what Pizzagate was about. When Pizzagate was all about when WikiLeaks released the emails, people are like, there's really weird language in these emails. And then they Googled what these words frequently are substitute for. And from the FBI's own information, they are commonly used by pedophiles to reference pedophile behavior. And that's how Pizzagate started. And the media never covered that fact. Instead, different people took it in 100 directions, and they said Pizzagate was whether one particular store in D.C. had a secret underground activity going on. And it's like, that's not what Pizzagate was. Pizzagate was, why is there weird language in the emails that happens to mirror language that the FBI says is most commonly used as code for pedophilia or sex trafficking? What's and, amazing and the is the media never covered it, honestly. I'm trying to even find the FBI's list of uh, child pornography related words. There's testimony words. to that effect, right? That they've convicted people for this kind of thing. The uh, so it's uh, they've never explained, and nor the Podesta family's weird interest in art. Let's take a look at some of that art. Oh, it's dude, like, it's, it's, it's what in the world? Fuck it, it's fucking nuts. And I and I went down a deep dive of Maria Abramovich, her artwork, and the other one there, Marshall. Like I. It's it's all you know. You're connecting dots because there's no video evidence of John Podesta or his brother Tony Podesta doing you know whatever. But holy hell, and isn't DC still the per capita capital of missing children in America? Is that really a coincidence? Hold on, hold on. DC missing children leader. Okay, I'll pull that up in a second. I'm gonna I'm gonna filter through. Stuff okay. that's going to get you on the FBI watch list. <laughs> You're already on the FBI watch list. Well, Remember, at least if it... I mean, the FBI was flagged, the Biden administration and the FBI was flagging people's personal bank accounts for whether words like Trump or MAGA showed up. Massive illegal surveillance. Started really with a little bit with the Clinton administration, accelerated under both Bush and Obama, and Biden has turned on the spigots full scale. And it's constant, continuous illegality by the rogue, his fraudulency, the second in the White House. Well, Robert, I'll say this. If the, if the FBI is watching, you might want to go to VivaFry.com and get the best shot glass ever wanted for president. Oh, yeah. Um, and they're still up. The Hold the Line Honey fa Fundraiser for Amos Miller. You can go to AmosMillerOrganicFarm.com. You can still get some of that honey. Uh, to support them, we'll go into it in the after party at vivabarnslaw.logos.com. The latest egregious actions against Amos Miller. But it'd be a great way to cheer up Amos this week. He's been through a real tough month. Get some of that honey. It's fantastic. I mean, it's got the little honeycomb in there and the whole nine yards. I got multiple bottles coming to me. So the uh, so get it while you still can and uh, give Amos a good uh, greeting for the week. Robert, um... We've got our your 50th birthday anniversary and a meetup in 50. Oh, per party, yeah, anniversary of my birth. <laughs> Sorry, uh, I haven't been married to somebody that long. <laughs> it's French, it's French. I'm saying anniversaire. Um, we're supposed to do a uh, sort of a, an auction raffle. 
Oh yeah, yeah. That, that we're gonna be. There's gonna be one that's coming with the Free America Law Center site. We're gonna have an online auction. We're gonna have a separate raffle at the party. We're gonna have a separate raffle in the lead up to the party. So people have been, uh, you know, sending in great ideas. That you know, people that are gonna send children's books, uh, art, sculpture, music. Megalodon. Megalodon. Uh, people are gonna offer their own services that they do. So we're gonna put up all kinds of things to raise money uh, for Free America Law Center to support the Amos Miller case support the Brooke Jackson case, support the various vaccine mandate cases, uh, and and all the other cases that uh, we're dealing with this, and election transparency cases that are coming this spring and early summer. So the, uh, but yeah, the, the there's still available tickets for the 50th birthday party in Las Vegas uh, on April 13th. 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 Yeah, I think I said the wrong date last time. April no, 13th, I think he said Saturday the night, April 13th. In Las Vegas. I'm taking a red eye to get, to get up there, people. Uh, I'll, I'll read this. Rocco Hora has a good argument as to, you know, the, 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 the burden of proof here. Going back to Crumbly. Uh, let me just, my eyes are bad. Viva, how many mothers have you ever met that believe their child is capable of mass murder? They'll choose to, they'll choose denial over having raised a truly evil. I don't think he was evil. I think he's mentally unwell. It's like, you're not raising evil. You, you have a broken brain, but it doesn't matter. Having believed it likely, Hard sell, in my opinion. Arkansas Crime Attorney says we need to auction some things off to support my law firm. LOL. I got my Megalodon tooth, people. It's right here. Okay, now what we're doing right now, we're ending this here because I got a kid who's coming here saying, why am I eating crap? My, my, my sister made me burnt the broccoli. It hasn't happened. We're going over to locals, people. We're going to end this on Rumble. Barnes, do you have any um, appearances this week? I don't think so. Okay. And I will be live. It's Monday. It's not Sunday. Whatever. I'll be live tomorrow and throughout the week. We're going to end this on Rumble. Uh, get the coffee, people. 1775. I can't wait for tomorrow morning when I get to drink oh, it. That's credit to Rumble. That's a very smart parallel economy ap- absolutely. Uh, structure. And, but it's just, it smells. It smells so good. It smells so good and it tastes delicious. Okay, we're going to end this on Rumble. Let me just get my windows toggled up here. Uh, come on over to vivabarnslaw.locals.com or don't. And I'll see you tomorrow when I go live at some point because I will be going live. The wife is back on Wednesday. Whew, it's been a tough week. It'll be tough. Okay, we're ending and we'll see everybody on vivabarnslaw.locals.com ending on Rumble now. Now, Robert... Oh, my, my butt is so sore. I got to get a better chair. Uh, let's go to the tip. I should to... get one of these. Hold on. Let me see what you've got there. Hold on. Big old, beautiful, big leather chair. Dude, Had this no. for like 20 years. Yeah, that's the got old it straight school. from Italy. You, you know what I'm sitting on? I'll show everybody the, the, the pain of my ass. This. I'm sitting on this piece of crap. I think it came from my grant. Oh, because it was better than the other one. Oh, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. It's got to keep rotating my my butt bones. Um, <laughs> I think I've disgusted Robert. I was going to do something, and now I forget what I was going to do. Uh, oh, I was going to go to the tips. That's what I'm doing here. Okay, so i got to scroll all the way up, mo- load more messages. Okay. Oh, there we go. Okay, we're doing it now. It's five and up. I'm going to do five and up because otherwise it's going to take too long. Jonathan G94, five bucks, says, on the Gina Carano lawsuit, we're getting there. She states explicitly that she just wants her job back and 75000 that she's owed. John Favreau, I like him, I think I do, and Dave Filoni want her back as well. Disney can't afford any more bad press, so they need this. Uh, W and Iger, 
Walt Disney and Iger are going to use this lawsuit to release Kathleen Kennedy emails to expose the horrendous behavior and officially force her out. Her decision-making power has been stripped away. She can only, she only hangs on to her job because of an insane clause in her contract. Robert, let's do the Gina Carano right now before I get into the rest of this. Oh, you know, someone put up the uh, Elon Musk meme of uh, these nuts, which does remind me of our one little bonus case. Uh, the lawsuit over, one person suing over another person, literally keeping their nuts. Um, the uh, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm thinking Welcome I... to tranny law. Uh, you know. So the uh, but uh, yeah. So Gina Carano brought a uh, lawsuit against uh, Disney Lucasfilm. She was the star of the Mandalorian series that was really reinvigorating the Disney brand. And Kathleen Kennedy didn't like her politics. She second-guessed aspects of the lockdowns, second-guessed the invasions of liberty related to those lockdowns, and wasn't reflexively anti-Trump nor neurotically woke. Because of it, she was subject to a harassment campaign. They tried to put her on a forced apology campaign. She went and talked to all kinds of people, trans groups, LGBTQ plus two, whatever groups, uh, all of those kind of people was willing to engage everybody. Her co-stars spoke up for her. Uh, people in the industry spoke up for her. Uh, the, the fans wanted her. And despite that, they fired her and then smeared her to such a degree that they blacklisted her from Hollywood, that her agent uh, agency quit representing her. Uh, the others, you know, just uh, uh, she lost all the different projects that she had in works based on that. And so they have brought suit. Uh, some people were like, oh, how can she bring this suit? Because that has a stat short statute of limitations. Or how can she challenge this aspect? Because the, uh, uh, you know, is it really defamation to be called bigoted and so forth? That's not the theory of her suit. The law firm, the two interesting aspects of the suit. One is being bankrolled by Elon Musk. Uh, Disney decided they wanted to wage war on Elon Musk. Uh, tried to short the advertising and, and Twitter support. So Elon Musk is thanking them in kind by bankrolling the Gina Carano suit against him. In addition, uh, the, the suit isn't based on short statute of limitations. It's based on the California Labor Code. Mm -hmm. The California Labor Code provides that you cannot fire somebody because of politics. You cannot try to coerce them to engage in political activity. You can't take retaliatory action because of their political activity. And because her contract with them was a written one, the relevant statute of limit. This is true in many cases. A lot of this public policy wrongful discharge statutes of limitations are based on whether you have an oral contract or a written contract. When you have a written contract, it usually has a longer statute of limitations. And in California, that's four years. So she's well within the statute of limitations for this suit. And she also points out it's gender discrimination because her male co-host, who is in a lot more controversial statements, was treated completely differently than her. This is not the Unruh Act. This is um, something no, different? A different one. Labor okay. Code. Part of the Cal There's some good laws in the book still back when lefty California still believed in free speech that prohibited political discrimination. In whether it was public accommodations, like the Unruh Act, or like employment, like the Labor Code. And this is the really the first aggressive one 
in this space. Say that if Carano wins, huge win for Carano, huge loss for Disney, but more and huge loss for Kathleen Kennedy and Bob Iger. But more importantly, California is the source of all the woke enforcement on employees. And if the California courts recognize that woke enforcement is, in fact, political discrimination, political coercion, and political retaliation against someone like Gina Carano, who is completely innocent of many of the ridiculous things they accused her of, the only thing they were right about is she's a free mind and a free thinker and that she's independent. That's it. I mean, all the bigot stuff was preposterous. And, and, all the racist a- stuff was preposterous. All that was ludicrous. You know, she is a great actress, very well loved, broad specter of the industry, broad specter of the fan base. Kathleen Kennedy ran around to town because she hated the fact that the po- most popular female character in in the the forces female Kathleen Kennedy, the most popular female character that uh, that Disney ever did in the modern era was played by Gina Carano. Mm -hmm. That drove her nuts. That's why she targeted her, which was also obviously gender discrimination. And no irony, there could be no greater irony than the female forces female person engaging in anti-women discrimination. But that's precisely what Kathleen Kennedy did. No, and she's just she's an amazing specimen of a human in terms of physical capability and just it's it's. No, it's it's what it is. Um, <laughs> Rob, sorry, um, I, I'm just going to go ahead and bring up a bring up a picture here. I, I want to bring this picture. There we go, Robert. This is horrifying. <laughs> this is like redneck golfing. If I if I if I ever go golfing down in Texas, this is what. A, look at my. Hands. That's what you look like. Yeah, a thousand percent. But now now that you mentioned now that. You, Look at, I always go straight to the hands. Dude, look at, uh, you know what? That guy's kind of bigger than me. I, I'm jealous of that guy's forearms. All right, I'm going to break that up. Uh, I'm going to go back to, hold on one second, here, here, and, all right, so we got Passion Moyer. We got me and my shadow. Do you think this, the comment made by the Colorado about if they weren't given relief, they and others will have to resort to doing something with the electors? to keep Trump out of the office will compel SCOTUS to expand their decision. Robert, do you understand that? Hopefully so, yes. But you, you can always go to Congress. Congress has always had that uh, enforcement power. The problem is they have, they're, they're trying to put Trump in prison for claiming Congress had that power. <laughs> and now they're saying Congress does have that power? <laughs> uh, all right, fantastic. We got... Um, hold on, where am I? Where am I? Did I just I screwed that off. Okay, yeah. We got YL Dreamin. Doesn't the statute they're relying on for the DC case only apply to officers? No, um, I in certain instances that's a little bit of a different issue than the Colorado ballot access case because that's about the 14th Amendment interpretation. But the reason is parts of 14th Amendment obviously are enforced through the civil rights laws. They're all subject, they're all pursuant to the 14th Amendment. So that's where you get some overlap upon occasion. All right, we got uh, 
Uh, doesn't this end? Okay, we got Matt Taibbi. This is from Ithaca 37 Cato. Matt Taibbi warns that the Dems will, and never Trumpers are trying to win 2024 with lawfare like they did in 2016 and 2020, or like they tried in 2016, did in 2020, not by elections. So they're attacking not only Trump, but also RFK Jr., no labels and other third parties by trying to keep them off the ballot. This is unprecedented. How can we as U.S. citizens fight this besides by voting? Can we petition the Supreme Court, Congress? Well, that, that's what Free America Law Center is going to try to step in the gap. Wherever there's gaps on ballot or election issues this uh, coming election, uh, Free America Law Center is going to try to step in and and play that role of you, petitioning courts where we can. Who's that fucking guy, Robert? I hate to swear. Who's that guy that I hate? Um, oh, yeah, they're saying Viva needs a swear jar. Got to go, But we can make it an Amos Miller donation swear jar. I'll pay it, man. That's that's not going to be a deterrent. If you want to get me to stop, uh, know, that's know, the wrong way to do. Who's the guy, Robert? I hate him. The bald guy. The, um, the 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 freaking guy, uh, Mark Elias. Oh so, yeah, 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 yeah. So the, let's make free King America of corruption. The best money launderer in Washington D.C. So make free America law center the counterbalance to oh, whatever. Oh yeah, that's that... the goal. Okay, good. Uh, now hold on. I'm going back here. We got uh, is the White House involved in collusion with Fannie and uh, Wade from oh, yeah, Cliff? It's, it's it's in the records, and it's what more of that could come out at an evidentiary hearing. Robin Sage says, "Why didn't the feckless Republicans use the lawlessness on immigration by Biden as a way to impeach him?" Yeah, uh, well, they're trying to start with Mayorkas, but the few rogue Republicans would cause the problem. Fudge, Robert. This is from C.P. Miller, Tea Party conservative Ken Buck. What a fraud that guy is. CP Miller WV, 10 bucks, says, Robert, I really hope you try oxygen therapy for your foot. Hyperbaric can be a major help. We had a chamber at the hospital. It worked for the, it worked for the wound clinic. Call or email. I'm going to screen grab this, um, and I'll send you the info. Okay. And then we got uh, Soltron. Conservative radio host and political commentator Dan Prof says it's not an invasion, but an importation. That's it's a, both. Our, uh, this is drearier spider rep mtg marjorie taylor green reaffirmed that another vote to impeach Mayorkas will occur tomorrow this time with steve scalise present who was absent last week for cancer treatment this extra vote means that the impeachment will succeed this time all right let's see i hope so zach the cat if biden got physically violent with his staff could they remove him then oh yeah i mean he has his dogs biting people no he's beating his dogs and hey look he's beating his dogs that's a crime Maybe not a high crime and misdemeanor, but it's a crime. So it's a low crime and canine demeanor. I'm looking at my dogs here. Hold on. Hold on, Robert. Before the dog moves. This is what this is what I have. This is what I live with. This is Winston. I gotta get this in here so I can see it. This is Winston right at my feet. Looks dead. You're like, you wouldn't know that that dog's alive based on that picture. All right. Uh, dogs, the dog's not dead. Uh, we got um uh, I, I gotta, I'm going to scroll through. If the Hawaii Supreme Court can write off Second Amendment because of cultural tradition, why could the uh, WV? Oh, well, everybody could wipe off everything out. That well, was the what? point that uh, they made. Uh, that, oh, uh, West Virginia. The, the libertarian law professors made. that uh, The one we've talked to before, Vol- Volok. He was like, oh, sure, you could say, you know, we don't have a First Amendment state tradition of recognizing freedom of religion in our state. So, you know, it's like, it's a ludicrous claim. I missed, I missed my, my, my kid. Someone's trying to deliver our child and I can't, I can't even get the call. <laughs> okay, it doesn't matter. Um, uh, 
Webster 1994, has there been any movement on big tech? $25 tip. Uh, has there Waiting been on the Supreme Court. Big cases pending this term in the Supreme Court on big tech. Okay, I'm sorry, Barnes, but you can't possibly still think that Israel is doing this. Okay, dude, you're never going to get over this. This is Ursula G, and I don't mean to laugh at it. Uh, they are carpet bombing like they did in Iraq, which we all know is majorly effed up. Mm, Run- I got, I, I'm not a fan of it whatsoever. The, but it's not genocide or anything else. But tactically, I mean, uh, you can watch Robert Kennedy debate Dave Smith on this. He's uh, Kennedy's very well informed on the subject and topic. But said from day one, I didn't think this would achieve their ultimate objective. Now, I will say I did not anticipate they would end up proving that the United Nations so-called relief operations fund the were fucking- providing the centerpiece for Hamas. Funding it, organizing it, uh, their, their facilities being used by it, the and many of their staff part of the people who committed the atrocities wow so you know that's uh that's extraordinary but I, i've always said i didn't understand how mass bombing was going to achieve any political their political objective well it, and it uh, would backfire in the court of public opinion and it has so yeah but but i'll, I'll go i'll go i'll be more controversial than you because i get to robert because i'm jewish you're just jewish i'm jewish it's uh, it might achieve their political objective, which is to create a bigger buffer zone between Gaza and Israel. And and, and congratulations, and maybe Don't... that will work uh, long term for them. But the, the we're going to eliminate Hamas? No, you're not. And no. it'll be just be replaced by whatever other radical it'll, it'll, group it'll, it'll, is waiting to step in. What do they do? I I, I can't remember. Like uh, you got ISIS filling in for um, Al Qaeda. Like it, it's, exactly. It's, just give it, it a new it, name. It's going to get worse. The groups other than Hamas with power in Gaza, are worse than Hamas. Which, which is a very difficult thing to actually comprehend. Yes. S. Red Dallas, or S. Reed Dallas, five bucks, says all of this ugly Second Amendment jurisprudence started with the Connecticut holding gun manufacturers liable. This is going back to Sandy Hook, yeah. Yep. Je- Jeanette Victoria, how can we have a good juries when the populace is so poorly educated and so propagandized photo to get the attention you got you got me that's a big phallus dong in in dc with the cherry blossom um there's a turnaround people you saw that i had on last yesterday during the sunday day um warren smith the the professor who's teaching people how the teacher teaching people how to think it's going to turn around it's not going to it's not going to be in for all the rogue verdicts there's still verdicts like the rittenhouse verdict so there's there's still people who have plenty of common sense that sit on juries you just have to be diligent in filtering it out as a lawyer. We got uh, Jeanette Victoria says, when I was in pretrial detention, I was denied my seizure medication and ideally died. They then refused to pay my hospital bill. I could not get anyone to help me sue. Grapes has a meme. It says, your honor, the one on the right voted for Trump. Oh, okay. That's the, the clerk talking to the judge. Okay, we got that here. We got Jeanette. Uh, Jeanette, I'm going to skip over. I got to skip to the... The ones that are five bucks. We got Little Rock Attorney. Is the 413 date in Vegas posted anywhere? Is there a place to buy tickets, Robert? Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Email. I'll, I'll repost it uh, at Viva Barnes Law this week. But uh, use email ellen.dodrill, D-O-D-R-I-L-L, at Barnes Law, L-L-P is in Peter.com, and uh, she uh, helps you get the tickets. With this a picture of Ron Jeremy drinking San Pellegrino, but I don't think I he's saw drinking. that. I saw yeah, that. That's not. Hope he doesn't that... show up at your birthday party. 
didn't that ain't show up to my party. I he showed up at a party somebody else invited me to. Don't go to parties in the Hollywood Hills. Just where I, I now I I once once upon a time I, I only go to two. One I got arrested. The other one I got stuck talking to Ron Jeremy. You should have learned from your first one. Your first one should have been your second, the first and yeah, the last. Yeah, exactly. To quote my grandmother, Tom, Tim Good says, today read an article that there are apparently political machinations to do a discharge petition in the House for the Senate bill that provides Ukraine funding. Yeah. Some GOP House members... Well, the Senate have- passed it. It's going to be up to the House to try to stop it. Now, I don't know if that's going to finish this here, bro, but all that I know is that I've got three children. I, I hear the digital drums. Hold on. There's a, okay, okay, hold on, hold on. This is not a, uh, a tipped comment. It's just one that caught my attention because it's a freaking French bulldog. Look at that little bastard. Oh, I'll kiss that dog. Okay. Uh, yeah, I'm in love with that dog. I, I, I'll never get over the ugly, smushy face. Uh, let me just make sure that we have, I'm going to refresh. You want to distract me by getting me a picture of a dog in there. That's how it's going to work. I found it. Thank you, says Arkansas Crime Attorney. I did the email. Okay. Then we got Torgo the White. Barnes, I'm not sure what the matter is with your foot, but you may want to consider getting an earthing mat to help speed up the process. Mine seems to be helping with our my shoulder problems. Even if it's placebo, it's working for me. Half of it is the broken light theory, people. When you think someone's changing the lights for you, you're going to perform better as an employee. Only impeachment and conviction can pierce presidential immunity, allowing for criminal charges to be assessed. If all executive authority descends from the president and any other executive officer has any immunity, it follows that such immunity is an extension of presidential constitutional powers. From BJ Senior Junior, nineteen sixty, ten bucks. Thank you. Palantir has a price-to-earning ratio of 278.33. Not a good value by usual standards, yet has huge daily volume. I often see it within days of rank, uh, days ranking the most active stocks. Why is this stock so active in such large volume, and who's trading it? Palantir. Robert, do you have any, anything on that? It's Peter Thiel's company. Austin LG says, Robert, please break down... Please break down you don't like what you don't like about landlords. Seems like it's a business like anything else. Well, it depends. I mean, you have a lot of ordinary, everyday people are landlords or good people. I'm talking about your big corporate landlords and then your slum lords. Everybody knows a slum lord, right? Somebody that's trying to do things they're cheap, screw over the tenant, you know, that kind of person. The, uh, that's not your ordinary person who's got, you know, an apartment building or two or seven or eight properties. You know, your ordinary person just trying to get by, trying to get a little supplemental income. I'm not talking about those people. Uh, I'm talking about your slumlords and your corporate landlords. Uh, You know, those are the ones that, in my legal experience, uh, not particularly fond of and having to deal with them. Robert, I think we're going to end on this because I just I just just sent me this in real time. Um, And it seems to be a video of Joe Biden being uh, over i i don't want to prejudge it i haven't seen what it says yet but we're gonna watch it and then we're gonna end this the kids are destroying the house i know it's happening right now listen oh, man, you got chicken fingers you got yeah. oh, i want the room making sure i had so tell me about you guys what you doing these days what you do share about your passion in sports I'm playing AAU basketball right now. Are you really? Are you guard? 
Yes, sir. Now, what grade are you in? Seventh grade. Seventh grade. Right now, I'm just doing basketball, playing guard on the JV team for my school. What right, about the school? How are y'all doing in school? You should tell the president about the school. Favorite thing about it is the business academy I'm in. We get to like travel, so we've been to like NC State, uh, Wake Tech, and we, yeah, we went to this small dry cleaning business, and it's just it's cool. It's a great experience. Yeah, interesting. Is that a new program for school? Yes, sir. It is. It just started, just a couple of years ago. You know how much this guy loves you. He just feel it, can't you? Yes, sir. Your dad jumped in front of the bull for you. By the way, dads are hard to raise once you're a teenager. I I don't know if this is real, Robert. I don't know if this is real. I'm going to go ahead and look at that in more detail afterwards. But all that I can say is uh, poor kids can be just as successful as white kids. <laughs> to quote yeah, Joe Biden. You, you know, Holy he was shit. In his head. Oh, briefly, Amos Miller. Oh, please. Uh, they raided him again. So even though he's represented by counsel, without letting me know, they went and raided him again, uh, ordered all of his food over $100,000 worth of food that they had previously detained, ordered all of it destroyed, told him that much of it he couldn't even feed his own family with. Uh, They limited what they said, here's what you can use for personal use. We're going to limit it. Like that's their prerogative. Tried to interrogate him without my presence. He kept saying, I have a lawyer. Please talk to my lawyer. They kept trying to interrogate him. Threatened him in various ways. Told him he couldn't even feed his own pigs with, with... the food that was would otherwise just go to waste and to be destroyed. So, uh, and they ordered it destroyed, even though there's no finding any of the food was adulterated or any of it had anything wrong no, with it. It's, it's purely their testing didn't show anything wrong with any of those food items, and yet they ordered it all destroyed. That they're trying to bankrupt them and destroy them and wreck them economically. Uh, and so, you know, we're going to have to deal with it on the hearing on the February 29th, see if we have a conscientious court or not. We'll find out, but they just continue to escalate, 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 escalate in their attacks, uh, against them. They've shown no limit, no restraint, uh, no regard for basic rights or liberties. And now they're to the point telling farmers what they can feed their own pigs and what they can feed their own family. Because like freezing, I don't know, cordoning off um, is different than destroying. Destroying implies what? I mean, I mean, no, it's ordered destroyed, but he's not even allowed to destroy it until they're present. Imagine that. Like the, the issue was some of the bottles were going to explode because of how long they had been in there under the conditions they were in. And he's like, you know, we only put them in there for a limited period. I got to remove them. But you're telling me I can't remove them. And I was like, hey, can he remove these? And so instead, in secret, the, the, the attorney general is like, oh, don't worry, I'll get back to you on that. Never gets back to me. Instead, they show up at his house unannounced, demand to do another inspection, demand uh, go in and issue and give him an, an order that says, oh, all of this has to be destroyed now. Oh, but you can't destroy it by you consuming it. You can't destroy it by your kids consuming it. You can't destroy it by your pigs consuming it. In fact, you can't even destroy it until we supervise you destroying it. That's how ludicrous it is. The, it, the, it's, it's the most invasive. They're trying to use Amos Miller to establish the most invasive precedent in the history of food and farming control in America. Uh, and that's why. And they're trying to bankrupt him in the process. No, but, yeah, I mean, uh, or, you know, or, or destroying. Make it- and this inventory already paid for. 
He'd already paid for the labor, paid for the produce. Some cases came from other people, paid for that. Uh, and, and he issued refunds to everybody who couldn't get their order. So, uh, I mean, he's massively in the hole. And that's what they're trying to do is to destroy him, pure and simple. And so, the uh, you know, we're going to fight back by every means achievable and attainable. Uh, but it shows just how out of control they are. Hmm. And what they're really banking on is that a judge won't care. That a judge will just wink and nod. Uh, at their malfeasance and misdeeds. Uh, but again, I mean, they're, they're trying to establish power. They've never, the new rule is they can destroy, detain, seize, search anything that doesn't have the government approval on it first. That's the new claim. The new claim is it's adulterated if it wasn't permitted by the state to be created in the first place. Even if it's for in your own fridge for yourself or your own family or your animal. Okay, wild. And so we'll see. We, we'll see if we can remedy what what we can do to remedy this. Come April, come auction. Is the auction going to be on April thirteenth, or is it going to be? Before There's going to be multiple ones. Okay. So we're going to have like an online auction on Free America Law Center. There's going to be an uh, different auctions and raffling throughout the year uh, of like legal services, time, in person bourbons, things of that nature. And then there's going to be a separate raffle on April 3rd, uh, in advance of April 13th. Uh, and then we'll do another raffle at the April 13th party. So there'll be some things that there are a raffle for April 13th and some that'll be raffled at April 13th. All right, done. Now we're doing that. We have to end this because I got to go see what the hell my kids are doing. I, I what the one kid's been dropped back off. Uh, we'll see what the disaster of the kitchen looks like. Robert, stick around. We'll say our proper goodbyes. I've got interviews coming up this week, so stay tuned. I'll tweet out and we'll, we'll, we'll do the thing in locals. This has been amazing. Robert, uh, we'll talk after uh, offline. Everyone out there on locals, thank you for being here. See you tomorrow. See you this week and uh, enjoy the week, people. <laughs> <laughs>